1: Welcome everybody to the Pot of Scoop podcast. My name is CJ, and with me is my hero, Life Mate Rico. Hey
2: everybody, how are you today?
1: Oh, I'm I'm playing hurt, brother.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you're not feeling good? Yeah,
1: I'm a little under the weather, but we we persevere. We are here. I am here.
2: And I am over here. Yes. So off, off uh, camera, we we both talked a little bit about that. Uh, we saw some movies that we want to talk about, so I'll let you dive right into it because I know 100% what I will say about the movie, so let I'm going to let you go first.
1: Okay, well, there's two movies I saw, and I feel like... I Well, one of which I've seen a 100 times, and you were supposed to watch his homework, and I'm pretty sure you haven't done it, and that would be Hackers. Because we talked about that on a previous right. episode, and I'm sure no, you haven't done it. I haven't done it. I haven't done it. Yeah, well, us talking about it made me want to go watch it, so I went and watched it like three times, because I love that movie. It's not a good movie. I said that last time, and I'm going to stick to it. It's not a great movie, but it's fun. And if you're a computer right. geek like I am, it's fun to watch.
2: Okay, so it's definitely one I definitely need to see.
1: But I... What was the other one? The other one was Sucker Punch. Oh, God. Well... All right, Dev and I were out at a big lots. Do you guys have those out there? Yeah.
2: Okay. I so think we... so, yeah. I, I've seen commercials for it, so I've seen it.
1: It's, it's somewhere between Target and Walmart. It's basically one of those
2: stores. I don't think I've ever been to one, but I think I've seen.
1: Right, right, right. Well, that's what I'm saying, and that's what I'm telling you. It's it's a little bit nicer than Walmart, but not as nice as Target. So <laughs> it's right in the middle there. Um, And they had movies for Blu-rays for $5. And Sucker Punch is a movie she's been talking about for a while, and we were shopping anyway, so I threw it in the cart, and off, you know, off we went.
2: Well, Sucker Punch is also relevant to what you're talking about because we're going to be talking about the director of Sucker Punch in this in this uh, video in in this spot bo- in this oh, because he does
1: do one, doesn't he? One in that world? Because I thought he was mainly on the other the other team. Zack Snyder. Yeah, he did one in that world.
2: Zack right? Snyder. No, he did. Three,
1: three, okay.
2: Yeah, he did Man of Steel, he did Batman vs Superman, and technically he did most of Justice League.
1: I might have my directors confused. And who did the first two X Men? Um, hang on,
2: <laughs> dude, I should know this. Uh, yeah, you um, should, uh, Singer, Ryan Singer. Okay, I, I couldn't, I couldn't read the font, but I remembered it. So well, I had a I,
1: comment, um, and I was gonna say about Sucker Punch, but that was because I thought. Zack Snyder was Brian Singer.
2: No, Brian Singer did Superman Returns. He didn't do right. Man of Steel.
1: Right, right, right. But, he all, but that's what I'm saying. I got the two people confused. I know who Zack Snyder is now. I'm clear. But at the time I was watching it, I got him backwards. Because you know that Brian Singer was accused of himself.
2: I do. Um, I also know it's not the first time he's been accused
1: Right. Well, all I can say is that if I was right and Brian Singer was Zack Snyder, which he's not, full disclosure. I could see how he'd be accused because that's a, that's just shy of porn minus sex scenes. That's a weird fucking movie.
2: I I fucking I I don't know if I've been a fan of Zack Snyder and I and the thing is is that there's a lot of people who fucking love Zack Snyder. Like I'm on some of those Facebook movie like groups or whatever, right? And there is just a whole army for fucking Snyder fans and. Look, all the power to you. I'm not saying don't like your favorite filmmaker, love your so- favorite filmmaker. All the power to you. But uh, my okay. opinion is Snyder is a great visual director, but a, not a very good uh, character development. director.
1: Okay, and we'll we'll get into more of that because we, we are not,
2: yeah we'll we'll talk. We about are talking that this, DC
1: tonight. That's what this is about, and that's what Rico's alluding to. We're gonna get into the DC movies maybe the TV shows, maybe the animated, depending on how much time we have and how long we spend on other stuff.
2: But you're Yeah, gonna- for once, we're not talking only Marvel. Now we can actually... Because we, we were holding off on this because we wanted to do a whole episode about DC. Uh, because right. we kept alluding to it, being like, oh shit, you know, Marvel did this, DC did that, but let's save the whole DC conversation for another time. And here we are at that other time. But before right. we get to that, I want to talk about the well, other fucking movies that I saw.
1: Well, wait, before you do that, let me... Let me talk about Sucker Punch a little bit because I didn't Go really. Ahead. Yeah. So, first off, it's a really hard movie to follow. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, do you remember it at all?
2: Uh, it's, it's, uh, what? It's an asylum or something, and they're in their own fucking magical world, like in their own fantasy or some shit. Like, right, I but saw that's it not, and then I fell asleep.
1: But that's not very clear until the end of it. Like, it's it's hard to know what's real and what's not, you know, and obviously it's a movie, so none of it's real, but. The best part of the movie for me was Well, it was cool to see Poe Dameron before he was Poe because I have a feeling that was long before he was any you know in X Men oh, or God he's in uh... yeah he is I didn't I was like holy shit it's Poe um but there's that and then and I can't remember his name but the guy who plays Stick from Daredevil is in that movie oh
2: oh ah uh, shit oh look uh... at <laughs> I know who you're talking about. The guy, he was in uh, South he's Slams. A, um,
1: he's fuck. the captain of the American ship in Hunt for Red October. Like, he's in a bunch of stuff.
2: No, he's... Dude, that, that guy is, like, a fucking, like, bastard. Of, of Like, not, like, a bad bastard. Like, he is... Fuck is his name? Because he... Like, he once did a thousand push-ups on, like, when they were taking a break on set. Of, like, some movie, I think it was like Urban Cowboy or something, or whatever the fuck he was in. And he, like, just just to prove how strong he was, just did like a thousand push-ups.
1: Scott Glenn.
2: That's right, Scott Glenn.
1: Scott Glenn. And, and like we said, he's been a bunch of stuff. He's a badass, and he was a badass in this movie. And he was probably the highlight of the movie for me.
2: Um, I'm looking up Sucker Punch as well, because I'm, I'm, holy shit, there's a lot of people in this.
1: Yeah, there is. John Ham's in it, but I don't think he has. John Ham, Jesus. But I don't think he has a line. Like I think he's just there. Like I don't think he says a word.
2: Carla Gugino. I love Carla Gugino. She's she's one of my favorites.
1: Okay, I don't know who that is. Uh,
2: Carla Gugino. She was the. She does a. She did a lot of TV stuff, but she uh. Pri- she was also in Sin City. Oh yeah, she's also in Watchmen. She was yeah. She's in Watchmen. She. I think she's worked with Snyder more than once. Uh, but she was in um, she was in a really good Stephen King adaptation like my favorite Stephen King novella is called Gerald's game and my friend Michael and I like we were like that was our favorite uh, book and we we're like we deemed it unfilmable because it was such a fucking like how the hell are they gonna make a movie about this And then then Netflix did a movie and she, absolutely killed it like it it was so good it was like better than we could have hoped for um if you're a Stephen king fan and you and you like want a legit good Stephen king adaptation check out gerald's game on netflix and i I know i work at a video store i'm telling you to sign up on netflix to watch this (laughs) video well worth it
1: oh so good um, man i was looking it up I was hoping that Sucker Punch was based on like a anime or at least adapted from because it has a very anime thing the girls are all in skimpy clothes throughout the whole thing and you know the one girl's called baby doll and she's dressed like a baby doll the whole time the thigh high stockings and the heels and the skirt and she's jumping around and kicking people's asses and shit it's a really fucking weird movie the best review i got about this movie though was because deb was the one who wanted to see it she's like i haven't seen this i used to love this movie let's watch it whatever but she hasn't seen it in years and we watched through the whole thing and she turned to me and before she could say anything i said so what what the fuck was that (laughs) <laughs> and she goes and she said to me she, she says i remember that being better <laughs> yeah so um that's that's really all there I is remember to it
2: that not being better.
1: yeah that was not it was weird i don't know that we'll watch it again but for five bucks i don't feel like we got stiff too bad so it is yeah what it is. I,
2: w- I was not a fan of it but i mean like like you said five bucks is, is not I mean, I would pay five bucks for it. Let's put it that way. I, I we we had had like options to sell it at, at work for like, and I would have gotten it for two fifty. And I was like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, nope, no, not I, gonna happen.
1: If I had seen it before we bought it, I wouldn't have bought it. But no, oh, what are you gonna do? Right. Um. All right.
2: So what did you see? I saw Red Sparrow.
1: Oh really? How was that?
2: Better than I thought it was gonna be, but still not like a classic. It really tries. To be a Russian spy type of classic movie. Um, I could, uh, it's true. Like, they talk, uh, because I looked it up afterwards and and I did some trivia hunting, and it's true. The director, um, Francis Lawrence, um, talks about, he's like, look, there's going to be a lot of comparisons to the character of Black Widow from Marvel.
1: I've actually heard it described as the Black Widow, the non Black Widow Black Widow movie.
2: It is like Black Widow with sex. Like, it, that little segment of that. Age of Ultron. Well, the little segment of Age of Ultron where we see Black Widow.
1: Yeah, her past. It's
2: that. Yeah, yeah it's that, but it's expanded and, and very sexualized. Um, here's the thing. For me, Jennifer Lawrence, I think, was given too much fame, too much recognition, too early in her career. Because now Hollywood is trying to shove her into all these roles that I don't think she's ready for. And I don't think she has the capabilities of of grasping. She's a fine actress. And I admit that I am a pseudo fan, but I'm more of a fan of her public persona, persona than her actual acting ability. I thought she was good as uh, Mystique. I really I thought she was, did. I thought she was fine as Mystique. But that's the point is that she's fine as Mystique and she's uh, but like they keep drumming her down. We're like, okay, now she's now she's super sexy, and she's Russian, and she's also like, like she, the role in Red Sparrow, the character is supposed to be super intelligent. Yeah, and Je- Jennifer Lawrence does not, for me, convey the intelligence as well. Well, it's I almost like Shh. no, go ahead. It, it just seems like she's like. You know how, like, you could see an actor who's playing a mathematician, like Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind? Right. He's playing a mathematician. You kind of genuinely believe that he did his homework and he, like, knows the math he's talking about. Right. Whereas you see other actors just, like, talking about math and you know they're just repeating their lines.
1: Well, let me ask you this. I haven't seen Red Sparrow, full disclosure. I have not seen it. But do you think, based on what you're telling me, and a little bit I've heard on my own, that she got the role from a bit part from X-Men Apocalypse where she's rescuing Nightcrawler, like that section of the movie. Do you know what I'm talking about?
2: Well, you mean, but they're in Germany at the time.
1: Well, it doesn't matter what country they're in. It's that international spy-ish kind of thing. That's what I mean.
2: No, I think she got it because the director, Francis Maxwell, had worked with her for like, like, he did three or two of the Hunter Games movies. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, that makes sense. No, I'm sorry. Not, not Francis Maxwell. Francis Lawrence. They both have the same last name. I, I, Francis Maxwell like a fucking, like, like liberal news, like, post. I, I don't know why. I have no it, idea. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why I fucked it up. Um, uh, so I think they're just friends, and I okay. think he signed up. I think it was – no, actually, I think I know a little bit more history. Originally, it was Darren Aronofsky that was supposed to direct it. It might have made it better. Aronofsky's a but, good director. But Aronofsky and Lawrence, not only did they do the movie Mother together, or as I pronounce it, Mother! Because it's got an exclamation point at the end. Oh, does um,
1: it? <laughs> I didn't yeah. see that. I heard it was bad. Everyone I talked to, her said it was bad.
2: I I, I lasted all 20 minutes of it. I, it was one of those movies where I'm just like, I'm done. Like, I don't even really want to pursue it. Um, they were also in a relationship.
3: Oh, uh, yes, filming I remember and that.
2: And afterwards. So I think when he got the script, he said, you should do this. And then he bowed out and then she probably brought in, uh, Francis, uh, Lawrence. Okay. I think this was kind of her, her baby. Um, also she did it in response to, uh, the fact that her, her iCloud account or whatever got hacked a couple yeah couple years ago. That. Yeah. So she was like, well, if I'm going to go nude, I'm going to go nude on my own turn. People wanted to see my naked body. I'm oh, is she sure.
1: nude in this?
2: Oh yeah. Oh, okay. And I look, I don't want to come off like a fucking Cretan motherfucker, but that was a little bit of why I was curious. But sure. also the the nudity was real far less than I expected because I had read reports that she was like naked a lot in that movie, but she's really not. She's only naked in like one or two scenes.
1: Well to be fair, you said you only made it twenty minutes in,
2: so No no, I'm talking about Red Sparrow. A play to, what? I I only made twenty minutes in the mother. Not oh, into oh oh oh. Red okay. I saw all of Red Sparrow. Um, I will say that there are some really good supporting actors. Jeremy Irons is in it, and oh, he's, he's always yeah. fucking amazing. Um, he's there's going to be someone we talk who,
1: about later too.
2: Yeah, he's he's going to be really. I'm a i am I was always a big fan of Jeremy Irons. Um, also, uh, I want to say Seren Hines isn't it? So, Steppenwolf was in it as well.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Um, Well, this is perfect then,
1: because we're just tying all together.
2: (laughs) Um, What was the other movie you you saw? I saw the remake of Death Wish. I saw the Bruce Willis Death Wish. I didn't see it. That that was another one that I was surprised I liked it more than I thought I was going to because Both these films were either mixed or got terrible reviews. Um, No... The 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 uh, Charles Bronson Death Wish original one. I always saw the original. I never saw the other like the fucking thirty sequels in it. Um, that's a classic. This one I also felt was surprisingly good because you and I are both like of the cusp of like Bruce Willis was like awesome, and then he just became an asshole.
1: Right? Because I I used to love Die Hard, the Die Hard series. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, I still love Die Hard. I still love Die Hard uh, with a Vengeance. The
1: I, that's yeah, a that's the best one. But I and I actually like Live Free or Die Hard a lot because I'm a tech guy, so I like all the tech stuff that's in that. I know it's not a great well, movie, but I do like all that
2: stuff. Um, well, plus Kevin shows up.
1: Well, plus Kevin shows up, right? But that's not honestly like I liked it even before I knew Kev was in it. You know, what I mean, because like, he doesn't show up till like two thirds through the movie or whatever.
2: Um, Did you feel like that was out of place a little bit? What Kev? Yeah, just a little bit. No, not really. I mean, what do you mean? I don't know. It's just like I love Kev. You, we all know that, and, and I love Die Hard. But once I saw Kevin on screen in a Die Hard film, I'm just like, this is so bizarre of a no. concept because I, I can't. I don't think I could look at Kevin in another movie and not think this is a third sequel.
1: Well, see, here's you know? the thing. No, no, I, I could. But here's the thing. I saw Live Free or Die Hard before I got into the podcasts. So, Mm -hmm. I was really not used to hearing Kevin talk so much. So, that, and I'm not saying that as a, I know it sounds like I'm making a joke, but I'm really not. Like, the the most I had seen him as was Silent Bob. Mm -hmm. So, to hear him talk that much and be that animated before I know what I know now about him was weird. That was the thing that was out of place for me. Not him specifically being in the movie, but seeing him that animated and that vocal.
2: I got something to admit that you'll find this funny. And sure. You also kind of find it very strange.
1: <laughs> well, that's you most things know, we, with
2: you, Rico. <laughs> Right. We all know if you've listened, uh, that I saw Jane saw Bob first, right. Out of all the movies. You also have to remember I was 10. Right. So I had no fucking clue. I, I genuinely, because I was just a little kid, but I also, I knew nothing about Kevin. I genuinely kind of thought Kevin was mute. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But when they get to the point, he, he for me his vocal inflection sounded very similar to Jason Mewes. Well, sure, because they both kind of have like kind of rough, kind of low, similar to my voice like that pitch is sort of low. Yeah, yeah. Um, well,
1: they both, all three of you smoke, so that probably has something to do with it. Yeah.
2: So, so when Silent Bob screams at Jay, he's like you know, the side at the back of. The are. Say critters are of Hollywood! You I thought J- fuck! Yeah, I thought Jay was the voice. I thought they dubbed Jay a oh, that's funny. of Style and
1: folk. That's kind of funny. And then
2: when they did his whole monologue at the end, where he's like, you know, we're not only the artistic license, we're also the actual license. Like, do that whole thing with Banky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Jay dubbed him too in that. I'm oh, like, that's wow, funny. Jay's getting a lot of fucking screen time or a lot of vocal... Right. Because I just thought right. he was like... I thought he was genuinely like a death dude. Right, right, right. Nope. And then I saw Silent Bob's... I saw... uh, uh with, Kevin with Kevin Smith. And I'm like, holy yeah. shit, this guy talks way more than I thought.
1: Well, okay, so you brought up something I just want to ask you really quick. Because um, I don't want to get into the whole thing and we definitely got to dive into DC and there is a lot to talk about. But best Silent Bob monologue and not 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 even monologue because it's the one's really only like two lines. But it's the the critters thing or the monologue from chasing Amy in a diner
2: chasing Amy, 100%.
1: I mean, I love that and I agree, but that little, that little, that, okay. That's his best, like two liner one, I guess
2: that that's the first. Well, I don't know. There's there's something amazing about no ticket that, that is true. True. That's also amazing. Um, you know he was uh, dying to
1: do that because he's a huge indie fan.
2: Oh yeah, and also it's very obscure because it's, it's the third indie, right? You know, and I I love Last Crusade. I think it's the best. Yeah, it's the best indie.
1: Yeah, and I and a lot of people agree. Some people will argue with you about Raiders, and Raiders is great, but I think Last Crusade Raiders is the best one. Raiders is
2: great. Temp- uh, Temple of Doom is 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 also great. They're all well, they're not all. If I'm gonna, uh, no, I, was,
1: I like Crystal Skull. I know a lot of people don't. I like it. I'm not saying it's the greatest. If for me, if I was ordering them real quick, it would be Last Crusade, Raiders, Crystal Skull, Temple of Doom. I really don't like Temple. That's just me though. Temple,
2: I, I'm almost the same way. But it'd be Crusade, Raiders, Doom, and then uh, Crystal, uh, Crystal yeah. Skull. Yeah. All right, and, I, so, uh, and most people
1: uh, go your way that I've talked to.
2: Temple of Doom is just, for me, it, it, I, I have a hard time watching it because I was plagued with a reoccurring nightmare. Okay. I was very reminiscent of it. Um, the best whereas, part... like, you know, the whole, Go ahead. I talk about this on, on a uh, Rico's Rance, uh, Temple of Doom, you, where I, for years, and I still occasionally get this nightmare, I have to, I, I'm in a, like, Temple of Doom arena, and there's two cages. And there's a person in each one and the classic thing is like my mother or my father and I oh. to choose who gets, it and who gets to walk away. And then it'd go really random and obscure and be like, you know, it'd be the classic things like my mother, my father, my two older twin brothers, um, my two best friends. And then it would go really crazy it'd Be like a girl I babysat when I was like seven, like, and then like my mother's friends, nephew, like Few people I vaguely know, and I'm like, ah, uh, like it well, would just go really.
1: If it ever comes really down weird. to me and Steph, I know who loses. So,
2: <laughs> well, to be fair, I told I because I've talked about this a lot to a lot of people. I said everybody's been dipped. Everybody right. has been right. dipped, including myself. There have been times where I just said I'll sacrifice myself the for both of them, and I dive into lava. Gotcha. Um. So all right, but moving on. Um, well,
1: real quick, the the best part about Temple was short round. I love short round. I know it's stereotypical and yeah, no, almost I, a little bit racist. if Races, I want but... to watch
2: short round, but if I want to watch short round, I just watch the Goonies.
1: Well, yeah, I think he's, I think he's a little better in Temple. But I get you. I'm not a big fan of Goonies. I know it's a popular I, movie and a lot of people love it, but I'm not a big
2: fan. I love the Goonies, man. I, I fucking that was for me. I'm always using that as a, as a, as a recommendation at work because I get a lot of overzealous dads that right. want to show their Six-year-old Raiders of the lost Ark, and I'm like, "Hang on, show them goodies first. If they can handle goodies, then Raiders, Raiders is a nice bridge."
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, I agree. So, I don't know. I so, just, I,
2: I hold yeah, on. Sure. Are we going to talk? About, are we going to talk about all the DC movies? or Are we going to talk about the DC universe?
1: Well, that's a good question. I was going to ask you. You beat me to it. Um, I.
2: Because Look, we could do a whole segment about the Nolan trilogy.
1: I think we could. I think we could do a whole thing on just Batman movies. Period. I mean, like this is a this is a big well, pool to to pick from and to dip into. So,
2: well, I think if we I think we should start with Superman, because Superman is sort of the un, you know, the Superman Christopher Reeve stuff is the is Iron Man, not of, forgotten. Yeah, it's not forgotten, but Batman has sort of eclipsed them.
1: No, well, and to be you know, everyone, fair,
2: everyone every time someone talks about DC, it's always about Batman
1: first. Well, to be fair, if you even go to the comic books, I think Batman's eclipsed Superman. You know, like Batman's oh, always absolutely. been their number one star for years. I mean, maybe in the beginning, Superman, but like Superman when I mean, the beginning of DC, was, then, but Batman easily eclipsed it.
2: Yeah, um, because I think I think people love Superman, but also people are like. Batman is different because he's a man. Superman well, yeah. is a superhero.
1: That's what I was going to say. I mean, sort of him being a billionaire or trillionaire, whatever he is, Batman's a little more relatable than Superman. You know what I mean? Like, cause...
2: Well, I wanted your opinion on this because Superman is adopted. Right. And you're adopted. So when you were a kid, did you identify with Superman based on that?
1: No, I was always a Marvel guy, to be honest with you. Like, I was really a Marvel guy when I was a kid. I didn't really fall into DC until, like, much later in life. But to your point, I will tell you a very interesting um, story. So, and I've talked about before about being adopted, and I found my biological family in the last five years or whatever it is at this point. It's it's almost six. But um, I saw... I'm not kidding you, man of steel a week after I found my biological mother. So when wow. so in that movie and I know we're gonna talk about the older ones and we will, but just give me a second. But in that movie, when he's gone and found the ship in was it South Pole or North Pole, wherever it was, and
2: Yeah, he's, Deller, the fuck, yeah.
1: Yeah, wherever. But he's on his ship and he's talking to Russell Crowe for however long. And he comes back and he talks to his mom and he goes, "I found my parents." It was like a week or two after I had found mine. So that scene, that mm-hmm. moment, really hit home for me. Like I almost tear. I no, I did tear up a little bit. Like I wasn't bawling. I wasn't to that level. But it was just like, right. and it was and it was happy tears. Like it wasn't sad tears. It was like I. I knew what that sure. felt like more than anyone else in that theater. Well, not fair because I don't know what those people's stories were, but you know what I'm saying. They're more than most people, it, it, it was bit, it, it was
2: bittersweet. No, uh, it's pretty much a sweet. So, well, at the same time, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of imagining because you know he, you're right. He goes to fucking Martha and he tells her he's like I found I found my parents, and she's like, I would almost imagine for a split second she's like, Well, I'm your fucking parent.
1: Well. See, I don't want to get into a whole thing here because a lot of people, when I found my biological family, the first question everybody asked me was, well, is your mom okay? Meaning my adopted mom, you know, is she okay with this? And I was, and I had to keep saying to people, that's something she's wanted me to do since I was 18.
2: Yeah, I can imagine that.
1: So the fact that I Mm -hmm. waited another almost 13 years to do it because I wasn't ready, you know, so mom was fine. You know, she was ecstatic. You know, everyone else was more upset for her than she was, (laughs) you know. Right. So to to the same point, going back to the movie, she could have very well been the same way. Now, they don't express it. They don't address it. But she could have easily been like, you need to find out who you are. And there's nothing wrong with that. I still yeah. know where I fit into your life, but you also have this. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom looks at me finding my biological family as not me replacing her, but just extending our family, you know? Sure. So...
2: Well, your mom, your mom has... A, I think if, if, if the situation was different, um, where you had a... I, I don't know the background, but I, I'm just, there are adopted parents that hide the biological parents for whatever reason, whether it's, yeah. you know... Past, past, past trauma, past whatever the fuck, or just the fact they, you know, they're like, no, you're my child. I, I raised you. Why, you know, blah blah. blah. I no. can see that being a part of it. It sounds like your, it sounds like your mother.
1: No, my um, mom, my mom told me from the earliest age, as, as soon as I was old enough to comprehend the the concept that I was adopted. So that's never been a hidden thing for me, and. She's never had a bad thing to say about my biological mom because she feels like she made the right choice. Because, and I'm not putting anything out there, but my biological mom was 16 when she had me. Right. So she made the choice that at 16 she wasn't ready to to have and take care of a child, and she wanted to, her child to be in a with a family that could handle it. And that's how I ended overall, up where I ended up.
2: Overall, do you are you happy with how things turned out?
1: I yes, 100%. Because here's the other thing about it, I have this disability. I got put with a nurse and a stubborn Irish nurse at that. So the the doctors who diagnosed me told her, and I have no problem putting this out there, told me or told her because I was like a month old or six months old, something like that, that I would never walk, talk, or potty train. So basically, okay. I'd be this vegetable. Well, clearly, I'm not. <laughs>
2: You know. Well, I don't know how I don't know how well potty trained you are.
1: Well, it depends on how drunk I am. But that's ah. another. <laughs> no, um, no. But seriously, I function. I live on my own. I lived on my own. You know, Deb lives with me now, but I lived on my own for oh god, almost eighteen years before I met her. So I mean, wow. Yeah. So I can, I can. I've been living on my own since I was twenty-one. So.
2: I'm a little late.
1: Well, and a lot of people are. My mom that's a story for another day. And it's not anything bad about my mom. It's just too in-depth to get into tonight. We're going to get way off where we want to go. But yeah. I, I was basically told at one point, you have to find somewhere else to live, you know? Yeah. And and I had to find my own place. And I will say, and I will leave it with this for tonight. And if people want to hear about this, we'll talk about it on episode. I've got no problem doing it. But Absolutely. It actually was the best thing that could have happened to my mom and Mai's relationship. Because we used to fight all the time. And now that we don't live under the same roof, we, she's one of my best friends. Like, we have an amazing relationship now. So, you know, that's, that's where that goes. So, getting back to the DC stuff, you know, I saw that right after having found my, you know, my family. And so I, I really got it. So that that movie holds a special place in my heart, I think because of that moment, even though it's uh-huh. well beyond it at this point. But every time I watch that and I see that, I'm taken back to that feeling and that moment, even if it's just for, you know, ten seconds or whatever it is. But
2: well, I I didn't have obviously I didn't have that type of reaction with Man of Steel. Um, I, when I saw Man of Steel, I liked it. I didn't I didn't love it, but I liked it. I thought it was a. I thought I I do think Henry Cavill is a great Superman. Yeah. But I also think he, I think he could do better if he had a he's not to me he's not really Superman yet. I think we we caught a glimmer of that in parts of Justice League. I agree. Towards the end.
1: I agree. I agree a hundred percent. But I think
2: I think Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, he primarily was this angry um, kind of uh, he didn't have any joy. Well And that was like- my main criticism of, of most of the DCU films. There's just, just no joy.
1: Well, what does Ralph Garman call him? Emo Superman, I think, is what he calls him.
2: No, he calls him. Uh, he calls him Hobo Superman.
1: Hobo super- Hobo Emo. He said that once. I remember that. Hobo, Hobo. Emo Superman.
2: Well, Tab calls uh, the Brandon Ralph Superman Returns the whiny Emo Superman. Right, but which I agree.
1: I see. I don't. I don't. Here's here's what I think happened with Superman Returns. I think. And it's Singer that does that movie, right? I'm getting my people right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think Singer basically went to him and said, look, we're doing a direct sequel to Superman 2. Because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's call yeah. it a you know a spade, a spade. And he says, I think he said to Brandon Routh, do your best, Christopher Reeve. I really do. I don't think that's Brandon Routh, because if you watch him on... um." Arrow. When he was on Arrow and then on now on Legends, that's a completely different dude. So, no, I get it. He's acting, and all actors can be different in different roles. But the point is, you know, some actors bring a very stylized thing to every character they do. That's not what's happening here. So I think they said to him, do your best Christopher Reeve. Now, maybe it's not a good one, but...
2: I, I think he looked visually like Christopher Reeve. Oh, he absolutely. looked a lot like Christopher Reeve. But I don't think he... Christopher Reeve had joy even when he was making like three and four which are like the worst ones yeah he he still was like he changed his persona when he was superman he was you know general care to step outside he was very theatrical and very like i am superman and then when he was talking to lois he was kind of weak and
3: Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información, visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia.
0: Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud, with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com/cloud.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. well, Lois, you know. Yeah. Whereas I just felt like Ray and Ralph had the had the um, the Clark Kent persona and mix it up with a Superman episode.
1: Well, and and to jump back up to Man of Steel for a second, it's one of the things that I liked about Man of Steel a a lot is now you don't get a whole lot of Clark Kent in that movie. You know, like he doesn't join the Daily Planet until almost the end. But what you don't get is that bumbling buffoon. Do you know what I mean? I didn't like that Clark Kent. I've never been a fan of that. I know it's like that in the books too, but I'm not a fan of that. I like like Cavill's um, take on the role.
2: I just felt like it's sort of integral to the character because, with the bumbling, books I, on. I, yeah, because I look at this and I'm like, how is it that no one is realizing that Henry and that Clark Kent is Superman?
0: Well, yeah, Based on the I Man mean,
2: deal once because he's not even trying to act different.
1: Well, that's yeah, I guess I could
2: see that too, but and maybe that's whereas I. I don't know. But what I do appreciate why, how in Man of Steel, Lois immediately recognizes that, right. you know, right. Like, and I, and, and Kev and Ralph, uh, talk about this. And I, I don't want to steal their opinions, but I got, I've got to agree with them. The fact that it is, there is no way that a woman reporter who is a Pulitzer winning, prize winning, uh, journalist is not going to connect the two dots. That the guy she's in love with is also the guy that she works across from. Because okay. Kevin makes a really good point. Like, either she's incompetent or she's just fucking shallow.
1: Right. I, I vaguely remember that conversation. It was a Babylon, wasn't it? Not?
2: Uh, It was a home Babylon. A home Babylon. A Babylon. Yeah, that's what I thought. It, yeah.
1: I wasn't sure um, if it was Babylon or the few times Rob showed up on Fat Man on Batman. That's why I was asking.
2: Oh, actually, I think it was—I think it was Fat Man on Batman because it was—it was a—it was a—it was, was Fat Man on Batman, and it was—but it was still at their house. And we were talking
1: house. about we're well, right because that's where he used to do Fat Man on Batman was out of the podcast office.
2: Well, also because they—they they, he only finally went to Ralph's house like for the first time like a year ago for the Ralph report, right? Oh no, no, before that. No, yeah, yeah. It was before that, he—he he was checking out Ralph's uh, Batman collection. The Batman collection, house. yeah.
1: Let's face it, though, Rico. At the end of the day, everyone's. Superman is Chris Reeve. I mean that's really who
2: one hundred percent. I mean I mean there if we're, if we're gonna talk about it when there's there's George Reeves. Yep. Uh the original T V uh actor who, by the way, uh Ben Affleck portrayed.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that in our previous episode. It said um Hollywoodland, I think it's
2: called the movie. Correct. Yep. Yeah. It's really good. I, think I need I, to see I might,
1: that. I, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, I thought I had it. Oh, you know what I woke up to this morning? I didn't watch it because it was like oh, more than halfway through, but Zodiac was on when I turned on the TV this morning.
2: I love Zodiac.
1: I know you do. We remember us talking about it. And I do want to rewatch it because I've seen it, but I will need to see it again. And so I'll have to watch it one Did night. Did you
2: see Gone Girl?
1: No. we t- Oh, Gone Girl? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one with Affleck. Yeah. That's a yeah. fucked up movie. I mean, it's good, I, but I, it's I... fucked up. <laughs>
2: I love how, like, halfway through you see him, like, bulk up because he was training for as Batman. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. So, like, when he's in the shower seat at the end, he's this massive dude, and you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, it was no, he, there was no muscle, but, like, he was just getting bigger and
1: bigger. Well, and he got pudgy um, for
2: Justice League.
1: Like, it's like, I
2: don't know what happened there. There was a lot of reshoots. I think he was in shape. But we'll talk. Well, yeah, we'll talk about Yeah, we'll get that there. Now. I'm just, yeah. Uh, so, briefly, Chris Reeve. So, Chris, so George Reeves was, was also a great one. Um, but then Chris Reeves made the magic happen because when you're watching it on the old serials in black and white, you know, the, obviously the bars he's bending are, are made of rubber. Or rubber, yeah. Um, obviously, obviously he's not flying. He's jumping on a, on a thing or he's sitting on, he's like laying on a table and, He's not a fan blowing in his face. But like with Chris Reeve, like they say, you genuinely believe that a man could fly. He And he had just had this charm and this twinkle in his eye. I mean, at the very end, when he just looks at the camera and waves to us, you're just like, you know, what what Michael Keaton did for Batman, which was surprise us and will always cement us, are, and, and you could say the same thing with Adam West or 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 whoever. Now we will always identify that actor with that role. Yeah, but see, and you got to I think. Go ahead. No, no, I'm gonna
1: No, it's look, Chris Reeve. Everything you've said about him is true, and I'm not going to argue against any of it. But I don't know. For me, and we've talked about this on another episode. I like Dean Cain better. I loved Lois and Clark. I thought that was a great show. I enjoyed it, and I—I I don't know. I like—I—I I just liked it better. I do. I mean, I—but that's not to take away from Chris Reeve or for me to say that I think he did a bad job or whatever. Oh God, Dragon Fruit. You and Debbie. Jesus. Um, she loves that stuff. Really? Oh God, she drinks about a gallon. Um. Anyway. Yeah.
2: If if I could, I would.
1: Yeah. So, but. I don't know. I mean, I'm not... Believe me, I'm not taken away from Christopher Reeve. I understand the significance and whatnot. But I mean, to the same way, I was alive for Batman. We've talked about it on other episodes. I saw it the summer after it came out because I got the VHS. And to me, I'll take... I'll take... um, Oh, Jesus. Christian Bale Keaton. over Keaton any day of the week.
2: I mean, look, we'll, we, we will talk about the different Batmans as well. It'll probably yeah. a little bit. But for me... I, I liked Christian Bale when the Dark Knight movies were coming out, but looking back on it, I think he I think he was a better Bruce Wayne than he was Batman.
1: Well, I mean, if you're talking about the voice thing, come on, that's
2: I'm not just talking about the voice. The voice is a big part of it, but I'm also talking about his the costume doesn't it, it looks is it, amazing Batman if you put Batman in our world. But as a comic book film, it doesn't it doesn't look right. It looks more it looks stiff. It looks stiff and wooden. Which is ironic because the Michael Keaton one, he was, has less mobility, but for some reason it looks like it looks more like Batman.
1: Well, but anything. see, I'd argue that Chris Nolan was trying to put Batman in our world. That was the idea.
2: He was trying to make a time, realistic Batman. Right. And at the time, that was fine. But now that I got another taste for fucking Batfleck, I was like, wow, for me, in comparison, Batfleck is far superior in both in costume, in voice, in muscle tone, in acting performance.
1: I think Um, I think he would have been superior if they were doing a Dark Knight Returns movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, that would have been... They should have cast yeah, Flag for that. That would have been the perfect casting for that. I w- can't argue with that. But for those standalone Batman movies, even, Batman Begins, or, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, Christian Bale is the guy.
2: Christian Bale was, I think, for Batman Begins, he was great because that costume looked more like a Batman costume, whereas the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises costume, to me, looked more motorcycle fetish, I would say.
1: I think you got that from Ralph, but that's okay.
2: No, I got that from Under the Red Hood.
1: Okay. But, anyway, I, I didn't mean to go off on a Batman thing, because I know you were talking Superman, but, like, yeah. That's just where I stand on that.
2: I, and to be fair, I have never seen the Dean Kane, Lois, and, and Clark It's not, uh, look, Superman. and that's,
1: and, and I need to, to explain a little bit. Like, it's, it's hard to compare... Well, look, you're our movie guy, so, so I'm gonna make a statement, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong. It's hard to compare a depiction of a character in a movie versus a depiction of a character in a series because you have less time to show the character. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, with, okay, so Superman, you get two hours, two and a half, whatever it is, to show Superman. Dean Kane as Superman. Well, it's four movies. Well, Right, but I'm talking if we're taking one performance or one instance. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Even if even so. if we just took one season of a show, because I think there was four seasons of Lois and Clark, I think. But even if you take just one season, you still get what mm-hmm. twenty to thirty-two episodes to show the character versus two hours. And I think it was sure, a. I, I want to say it was an hour show. I'd have to look it up to be fair, but I think it was an hour show. So even if, you know, 20 episodes, you got 20 hours to develop that character versus
2: two. I mean, yes, that's sometimes why TV can be in some ways superior uh, to film. I think. Um, based on, no, um, based on the fact that they can grow and stretch it out and develop and all that shit. Um,
1: Not to to jump back to Marvel, but I think that's why Daredevil works so well the way that it does as a Netflix show versus a movie. I don't think a movie would have done very well, but as a Netflix show, it's amazing because they had time to flush the character out.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, I would say Iron Man did an amazing job of flushing that character in two hours as opposed to a whole show.
1: No, I agree, but Iron Man, I feel, is a little more two-dimensional than Daredevil.
2: Um, no, I mean, Daredevil definitely has, has a lot of Catholic guilt, which is a lot of things you can expand on. Whereas Tony is just like, I am Iron Man and I, you know, I'm a billionaire and I, now I have, I'm a superhero. It, well, but to, at the same time, I think, I think RDJ's performance helped that. Absolutely. If it was anybody else, it'd be hard, it right? would, it would be very, yeah, it'd be very one-dimensional.
1: So anyway, not because we're back to Marvel. Um, but, you know, it. I don't know. I, I get where Chris Reeve falls into it, and I give him all the respect and world on It's not because he's dead or that he got hurt. If he was perfectly fine, I'd say the same thing. Like, he, he deserves the credit he gets. But to me, I like Man of Steel better. And I actually like Superman Returns better.
2: I mean, I like Man of Steel better as a movie. But I also think uh, Chris Reed was a better Superman than than Henry Cavill. Like I said, I like Henry Cavill. I think Henry Cavill did, um, is doing a good job. Uh, physique wise, he he looks like he could bend bars. He looks like he could slide. I actually but like different.
1: that. I actually like that in Justice League, he didn't look as jacked up as he did in Man of Steel. Like it looked like it trimmed off a little bit.
2: Um, I think no. He he had said that he was making uh, Batman vs Superman the like, that was the growth he was trying to accompany. But he also said, like, well, my character was dead. So.
1: Right, but I but I think that I think that's a better look for Superman is what I'm saying. Like, I think him as jacked up as he was in Man of Steel was a little too much.
2: I saw someone had um, stretched out his physique to make him look more comic-oriented, so they made his muscles bigger right. and made his shoulders broader. And I'm like, oh, man. That, it'd, be, it'd be like, imagine if you took the rock with the rock's physique. Yeah, and yeah, put every yeah. camel's head over it. I'd be <laughs> like, that would be, that would be comic accurate. But, By the way,
1: so- we just put out the Deadpool episode today, actually, and we were discussing cables on that episode. One thing I didn't think of that we could have talked about, John Cena. I think John Cena would have been a badass cable.
2: If John Cena could act.
1: I think he could have done the, the raw cable.
2: I think he could have done the smart alkie. Straight man, like you know, you're just that that line where he's just like you're just a blah blah, you're a sex toy or whatever the fuck he said. But I don't think he would have been able to um, convey the emotions of what his family spoiler is killed.
1: Yeah, maybe I don't know. I look; these wrestlers are better actors than people give them credit for. Look at The Rock. I mean, look what he's accomplished.
2: Yeah, but you also have to remember, look at The Rock in The Scorpion King. I mean, he got better,
1: right? But Cena's but been he, in a it, couple so movies. For to get better, he's been in a couple movies. I mean, from what I hear, Cockblockers was really good. I don't, I haven't seen it, but from what I hear, it was good.
2: I, I've heard the same thing. I would seen it, and, and uh, no disrespect to Cena, fucking. Uh, I'm Foster, just talking.
1: I'm just talking from a I, physical look. If you would sure. put the cyborg on him, he would the cyborg eye on him, and maybe grayed his hair, he would have been perfect, physically looking. I,
2: I am I will say that John Cena looks perfect for Duke Nukem. Oh, that's a good point. Although they should never make I mean, that movie. <laughs> no, they are no, they're making it, and he's. Oh, are play. they really? Is he yeah. playing it? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. And I looked at that, and I'm like, that's pretty fucking perfect. But as you also remember there was they were going to make a fucking Johnny Bravo movie with The Rock years ago. I could also see John Cena playing that. He's that a better movie. fit than The Rock. Well, the re- main reason why is the eyebrow. That was that was literally the all it was was the eyebrow.
1: Yeah, and I I hate to sound like racial, but but I think um, Dwayne Johnson's too too tan, too brown for Johnny uh, Bravo.
2: Yeah, he he's definitely he's definitely Samoan, whereas Johnny no, he he Bravo is yeah. clearly blonde,
1: blonde like he's Nordic. You know, really <laughs> what Johnny looks,
2: Bravo is. I don't know. I don't know. Bravo sounds Italian. <laughs>
1: Well, okay, but he's closer to that than The Rock, is my point.
2: God, that's... I never made this thing, this this connection, but, like, if they made Johnny Bravo now, he would be a fucking, like, blonde Guido. <laughs> like, hey, yo, I'm Johnny Bravo. Hey, ha-ha.
1: That sounds like... I don't know what that sounded. like. It sounded like somebody, but I can't put my finger on it.
2: It was, it was kind of like Seth Rogen, but, like, really, really, like, deep.
1: Yeah. Anyway, hey, let's... Um, I- Let's move past that's Superman. What I would to see. I'd love to see
2: Seth Rogen play Johnny Bravo. I'd, I'd pay him money that, that.
1: could be a thing. That really could be a thing. I'd be okay with it. You'd have to put a, like, a wig on him or something, but that'd be okay.
2: They'll they'll, they'll never do it.
1: No. <laughs> It'll no. never happen. Speaking he, he of which, Green, Green Hornet's technically DC, isn't it? Green Hornet
2: um, is technically DC now, but it wasn't originally because it started out as a radio show. Okay, right, but I I'm think, saying I think DC adapted it. And, and Okay. Just like well, just like Marvel adapting Star Wars comics. But Star right. Wars is a Marvel. It's the same, it's the same thing.
1: Right, well, I only bring it up because we're talking DC and there was that Green Hornet movie which look, I I know in the grand scheme of comic book movies is towards the bottom, but it wasn't as bad as people said I thought.
2: I liked it a whole lot better than fucking uh, what was that? Um Jonah Hex piece of shit I didn't see Jonah Hex But it didn't look yeah, good that's, So that's why I didn't see that's it one of the, That's one of the rare Josh Brawl movies Where I'm just like hey.
1: Although I will tell you That Jonah Hex On the Legends of Tomorrow Is done well I like it
2: there a lot oh, I didn't know I didn't know he was on Legends I had not seen Any Legends of Tomorrow
1: You need to watch Legends It's all on Netflix dude It's I need, I, need,
2: I need to finish Flash first Before I do that
1: Well fair enough But But Legends Like see All right so, Dev doesn't like any of these shows. She says it's all bad acting and she hates it. So, she won't watch any of them. But she kind of likes Flash, but the rest of them she can't stomach.
3: She hates it. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY.
4: You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light.
3: Ow! 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 Ah!
4: Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: So, especially Supergirl, Supergirl. She hates Supergirl.
2: Really? I, oh, I cried a couple times.
1: That's someone super- she hates the most. She can't stay in that show. So, uh, she actually calls her super bitch. Um,
2: <laughs> I like Debbie.
1: So, yeah, I know you do. I do too. Um, <laughs> I should have so. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, so, what I tend to do is Deb tends to sleep late on Saturdays. So, I'll... I'll DVR all the shows as they air, and then Saturday morning is my superhero morning, and I'll get up and I'll watch like four hours of superhero shows, and just I'll go like when, them
2: just like when we were kids, like superhero car- like Saturday morning cartoon kind of thing.
1: Dude, I miss superhero uh, Saturday morning cartoons like crazy, and for a long time, before I met Deb, on Saturday mornings, that's how I spent my mornings. I'd pick a, I'd pick one of the DC animated movies. And watch one, and that's even if I'd already seen it, I'd pick one and watch it. And that's how I spent my Saturday mornings.
2: What what giant bowl of cereal did you eat? Like, was it Lucky Charms or Frosted Place? What was your cereal? Was just like,
1: you mean as an adult a or as a salad kid? salad
2: bowl. As as an adult,
1: um, nothing because I'm I tend to not eat breakfast, so generally it was a cup of coffee. Oh, but, do you get
2: Do you get nauseous when you no like, I just eating breakfast? Sometimes? No, I just. Don't eat breakfast generally. I can. I sometimes get nauseous if I'm trying to like. If it's if I'm if especially if it's too early, like I just can't force myself to eat. I have to have coffee and then like sit on my stomach because like I kind of will wake up sometimes queasy, especially if I have a fucking migraine. So eating a bowl of cereal was never like fun for me unless it was like a Saturday morning and I happen to not feel like shit.
1: Right. Well, as a kid. It was always something like Rice Krispies because my mom was one of those moms that I wasn't allowed to have the sugary cereals unless it was the summertime. Like, that was my summer vacation treat. So, during the school yeah. year, I wasn't allowed to have anything, like, crazy bad. But um there's probably Corn Pops as a kid. That or Apple Jacks. That was probably
2: it. God, I haven't had Apple Jacks in years. I, I, my mom was the same way with Rice Krispies. I would have Rice Krispies, but I would, like, get, like, a small, little, small, like, teaspoon of sugar... What's the other thing? I was
1: I was allowed to put as much sugar into it as I wanted. No, I never did it crazy because I was never into that anyway. But I was allowed to put enough in there. Um, It was like Rice Krispies, Cheerios, uh, um, Kix was the thing I loved as a kid.
2: I've never had Kix.
1: It's not good now. Like I had it as an adult and it doesn't hold up. Um, And then the other one was. uh, oh, I was—I was, I was uh, the only like quote-unquote sugary cereal I was allowed was Honey Nut Cheerios because it was still the Cheerio. Those, but
2: those, those taste good no matter what. Anyways, yeah. fuck, how the hell we get to cereal? Well,
1: because we were talking about Saturday morning cartoons. Um, that's true. We well, get back to those, right, but those animated movies. To my point was like, you know, and so now I watch those shows. I watch Supergirl and Flash, but the Jonah Hex. That's how we got there. On right. Legends was having not seen the movie was well done, and actually didn't well, they take a shot at Jonah Hex in Deadpool too? I think they take a shot at Jonah Hex.
2: I don't remember. He I, says I, I, I may have it, missed it from laughing so fucking hard, but I, I may have missed it.
1: It's a brief thing, but I think he takes a shot at Jonah
2: Hex. I need to see that when it comes out on DVD. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. Um, I already ordered- I need to re-watch that
1: I already pre-ordered the Deadpool 1 and 2 4K dual pack, so...
2: Yeah, I don't, I, I don't fuck with the 4K shit. I'm, I'm, it took a lot for me to get the DVDs.
1: Well, you can technically do Blu-ray because you have a PlayStation 3.
2: Yeah, but I, that's a whole... like I literally only have one Blu-ray, and it's actually uh, Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. Okay. But Which is the worst one it, to have.
1: In, well, not the worst one, but... It,
2: no, it, it's because it came with—I got a Le- I got Lego Batman, and it came with the Blu-ray okay. of 89 Batman. But Which, I, by the way, I've Lego never, Batman 3 been...
1: is the best of those Lego Batman movies. Which one? Lego 3, or Batman 3.
2: I thought it was the weakest one. I, I like the second one, uh, where you play as the superheroes and the villains running around uh, Gotham. Well, you
1: do that with three.
2: You can play as a bunch of them. No, but you don't run around the city. No, you if but... You go different... I, To be fair, like it was, I was excited and I bought it, and I was ex- and I played through the whole campaign. But I have not gone through all the free play bullshit. I should. Well... I think I need to restart it because I think my my hard drive was wiped. When I had a problem with the three, it was uh, not starting. It would start up and it would give me a screen saying unable to start. Blah 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 blah. And then I called. I I called up like PlayStation and talked to them, and they said uh oh uh we'll send it in it'll cost 80 bucks to send out and then we'll 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 clean it for you and we'll fix it and i said well are you i i have all of my saved stuff on here is it going to be wiped he said no no you still have all your movies and everything that you have all your game settings and then like it just delete everything they fucking lied to me. i'll
1: do you so, one okay. better my video car i had a playstation 3 that was backwards compatible completely backwards compatible played the three the two and the one oh, played shit. them all and my video card died oh and i took it to you to a couple places to get it fixed i talked to sony and it was cheaper for me to buy a new playstation 3 than it was to get it fixed
2: oh, it's so, so frustrating it is incredibly I, I, I frustrating talking- I keep talking to Steph about like eventually I'll get a PS4, but like Dude, I don't want to.
1: They're doing a limited edition blue PlayStation with the four lo- the, the 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 four characters across the top: the circle, the X, the square, the triangle. Special limited edition comes out in a couple months.
2: Yeah, but I I can't. I mean, I I'm gonna be able to get it like a, I'll I'll be able to afford a PS4 when like a PS7 is coming out.
1: Well, yeah. They did not. Oh, by the way, E3 did happen last week. They did not announce the PlayStation 5. So good news there. Because rumor was they were going to announce PlayStation 5 at E3. And they did not do that. So good news there.
2: I just just don't want to sell my PS3 and all my games in order to get a fucking PS4 and have like one or two games. You should never sell your
1: old systems. I've learned that the hard way. Never, ever, ever, ever sell your old systems.
2: But at the same time i also know that eventually like stuff will move out here we'll live together and then she's got like a, i think she's got an xbox one so i won't have if you
1: jump game. ship on me our friendship's over i'm just saying
2: i'm just saying that i'm gonna go for the cheaper fucking alternative i mean i don't want i'm not an xbox uh guy but I, i've always been a playstation guy but if it's here, I'm not going to fucking... Well, yeah.
1: well, And Steph Steph suggested that you and I do a video game episode, and we should someday, because I can't play Xbox.
2: Because of the controller?
1: Yes, because of the way the controller is laid out. I cannot play an Xbox comfortably, whereas I can play a PS... Any of the PlayStation systems. And I was a little scared when they put out the 4, because they were changing the controller layout, and it ultimately didn't make a difference. But... It was frightening for a minute, and honestly, I haven't been able to play a Nintendo system before the Switch since uh-huh. the GameCube.
2: All right, we're getting ahead of ourselves. No, i so... so, so um,
1: but yeah, um... So we should... Yeah, so what do we we've go? We've already more or less
2: talk about Superman. We need to talk about... We should just talk about the DCU, because I think the the well, Nolan he, shit is a he, all other conversation.
1: Well, let me ask you a quick question. Because yeah. since we did put out our Deadpool episode today, and mm-hmm. yes, I know people aren't listening to this today, but they've, you know, assumably, assumably, if that's a word,
2: <laughs>
1: listen to... Assumingly.
2: The, Assumingly.
1: There you go. I'll go with that one. Listen to the Deadpool episode since, you know, before they listen to this, we talk about the bonus episode where Ryan Reynolds shows up and blows Ryan, or Deadpool technically blows, shows, shows up. up
2: and shoots Ryan Reynolds in the face when he's reading Green Lantern. Right. Yeah.
1: So, and I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time, but talk about that movie for a minute. Because honestly, I didn't think it was as bad as people say it is. I'm going to sit here and tell you it's a great movie. No, not by a long yeah. shot. But it's not. It's not a piece of shit. I've seen worse movies. I saw a worse movie last night. I watched Sucker Punch. (laughs) You know, like, it's not terrible.
2: Yeah, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. I I saw... I've seen far worse comic adaptations than Green Lantern. I I don't understand the visceral reaction that Green Lantern got.
1: I think it's because of the CGI
2: with the suit. You were getting there, sorry. the suit was a little much. Um... But at the same time, I also felt like it worked with the comic, which is he the the, the ring does give him the suit. If right. I if I remember my lore, I don't think he I don't think he puts on a suit and then no. has the ring.
1: Stuff. The yeah, the ring, uh, not projects, but it somehow encompasses him in a suit. Yeah.
2: So I I actually thought it was pretty common. I mean, I thought Mark Strong was a great uh, Sinestro. I I was, I thought it, I thought it did a great job. I, I, I mean, it wasn't a perfect movie. No, I thought, uh, Peter, uh, Sarsgaard, Peter Skarsgaard as, uh, Hector Hammond, I think the villain, the guy who like slowly deforms into the wheelchair. Yeah. 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 I, I thought that was a bit much. I don't think he, I think if you took, if you had replaced him with Sinestro and had Sinestro be the main villain. You know, halfway through, it it would have been a little bit predictable, being like, "Oh, the mentor becomes the the main villain," right? You know, Raz Al Ghul or fucking whoever, or uh, Iron Man or whoever. I think, I think it would have been predictable. I think, I think Mark Strong is a better actor uh, as a villain than Peter Sarsgaard as a villain. I think Peter Sarsgaard is a very good actor, um, but I don't think him. I don't know, and also, who was there? Was also um, Galactus? No, it wasn't Galactus. It was no
1: Galactus was um, so um, Fantastic was, Four.
2: Solar Server, yeah. There was who was the fucking villain of Green Lantern? There was, there was it was big, the guy you were talking about, the guy in the wheelchair. That's all it was. No, but he was talking to some other fucking alien thing. There was
1: oh, there was this yeah. giant
2: thing that Green Lantern like put him into the sun. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. So well, while that you're looking at a with what I'm talking about.
1: I, I will tell yeah, you was- my only my only thoughts about what was the wrong choice for that movie. And I'm I'm gonna be full disclosure, this is really not my opinion. It's Ralph's opinion, I think. But I agree with <laughs> it and that's they should have not done Hal Jordan because by the time this movie came out they had switched to the African American guy whose name escapes me right now
2: John Stewart
1: John Stewart, thank you. And so they should have gone that route like an Idris Elba or somebody I don't think Idris was who he is now but someone of that you know what I mean that's what they should have done instead of instead of Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan.
2: Well, all right, so first off the big big bad of Green Lantern was parallax, and that's I had completely fucking blanked on on that. That's my point: is that yeah. the movie was fine, but it was also kind of forgettable. Right. Um, I agree, and this is this is the rumor because there's still more DC is more or less in development, trying to make a Green Lantern core movie, which book. I,
1: I am excited about if they do it right. You know what I mean? Like and, I am.
2: What I've heard is that it's gonna be lethal weapon in space. I heard that too. Presumably yeah. John Stewart is gonna be the mentor. So you get you get the black you get the black, you know, uh Green Lantern character that we all now more have like grown to love and like when we think Green Lantern, we think John Stewart. Right. And then you get the young, cocky, uh kind of devil may care uh kind of attitude. Riggs-type character of um, Hal Jordan. So, so, but wait,
1: but in the comic book lore, Hal Jordan comes before Jon Stewart, does he not?
2: I think so, but I think they're going to flip it so uh, it'll be older-seasoned black guy and young...
1: No, I get it, the, the lethal weapon in space, but it just... To me, that's I don't the wrong know. way to I, do it.
2: Honestly, that's, that's the big thing. That's the big theme. Well, could is, you could you do a
1: reverse Lethal Weapon? Old season white guy, young cocky black guy, like do the how Jordan teaches John Stewart?
2: I mean, you you could, but um, I mean, I I don't have a problem with it. I don't I don't have a I don't I don't have a problem with it. what the fuck is DC thinking? Like well, they're just true. so all over the place.
1: Yeah, I'll so, I'll say for Green Lantern, like in Justice League, you got like what, ten seconds of Green Lantern when they do the flashback on Steppenwolf,
2: and it wasn't even the Green Lantern we know. It was whoever the fuck it was.
1: It right, was. that's not the point. You're right, but the point is that it. It showed they, a lantern. It showed a lantern, and it showed a good lantern. Like the the the, the graphics look good. The because he at one point he projects out like a giant mallet and smacks. I, I don't think it was Steppenwolf. I think it was a couple of the the um. Oh, fuck. Parademons. What those, The
2: what? Parademons.
1: Yeah, the parademons. Thank you. You know, but, yeah. and then he gets killed and the ring flies off. But, you know, and there were people that thought that that's how you were going to get the Hal Jordan. I've heard people talk about that, which wouldn't fit because it was like years before, you know, modern day. But anyway, the point being right. is it it looked good. It looked better than the graphics they used for the Ryan Reynolds one. And I agree. I agree with that.
2: So it's proof they I think, can. I think. I think DC can make a good Green Lantern exactly. movie. But I think exactly. Exactly. Right. It, it depends on who they cast, and it depends on who directs, and it depends on what story they're going to make. I think if I think Sinestro has got to be the villain, they they would be fools yeah. to. And honestly, the 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 rumor, the the fan casting that I keep seeing is. Um, Oh shit! I'm blanking on his fucking name, but I got a movie of his somewhere. Around.
1: For Sinestro or, uh, or
2: Green Lantern? First, first Sinestro. Um, it is the guy who played Dracula in Dracula Untold, Luke Evans.
1: Uh, okay, this guy. I, I don't know him, but that's okay. I he, see him, but he, I don't
2: know him. He was he played um um Gaston in the Beauty and the Beast remake.
1: I didn't see it. Deb's Hall, but I didn't see it.
2: He he looks enough. Already, like he could, like he's already got the 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 thin mustache. You know, just put some purple fucking paint on him, put him in yellow, and he would be he would look the role for a Sinestro.
1: So let me ask you this: If they do the uh, the idea what? you were talking about, who would you cast for John Stewart and Hal Jordan? If I
2: was going to connect it to the if if this was a standalone. Um, I would go Idris Elba as John Stewart. That's what I was thinking too. Because Idris Elba's now free because he's no longer playing Heimdall. Um, he is the the big the big fan cast uh, choice to play Green uh, to play John Stewart. I really, honestly, if he wasn't already in Wonder Woman, I would have gone Chris Pine for Hal Jordan.
1: That's a good call.
2: But I also I see he from all the like I I've seen clips of Injustice too, and he looks a lot like Army Hammer. Okay. Yeah, Army Hammer's guy a bit old Lo- from what
1: you're describing. They want to do, isn't he? I'm sorry. For what you're describing, they want to do the story they want to do. Isn't Army Hammer a little too old?
2: No, he could be. He could be in his thirties. I mean, he doesn't have to be a kid. Okay. Get, I mean, well, no, he no, get Elba, that. Idris Elba looks uh Idris Elba's like in his late forties, early fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he could still be the mentor. He's got twenty years on on you just have to be a thirty year old. Okay, that's fair. Um but if you're connecting it to the DCEU, I would have the guy who plays the general or whatever in Man of Steel as as Jon Stewart.
1: Right, but you it goes to the same point you made about Chris Pine. You can't do that.
2: Well, you just change the name. I mean, that's the thing. But I'm honestly, I think he'd be a better Martian Manhunter. Yes, but um, yes, I agree. But, but I think, I mean, that was my only thing. Is I'm looking at that actor, and he's so underrated. And I and I'm blanking on his fucking name. He's every time I see him, I'm always like, this guy's so good. He he is he has authority in his voice. And that's something that I think John Stewart needs to have. John Stewart, especially with the voice actor um, who plays him, which is actually, um, I'm blanking on his fucking name, but he's the guy who plays uh, Marvin or Marv in Pulp Fiction. The guy who gets his head blown off in the oh, car. Oh, uh,
1: Phil Lamar. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Phil Lamar. So thank you. God, that helped. Uh, Phil Lamar. He, I mean, he doesn't sound like that. But he lowers his voice like this. I'm Green Lantern. Like he does that, and that's Green. Uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern supposed to have that that authority, not so much like James Will Jones, not that booming, but like. Uh, and then, um, Hal Jordan is supposed to be young, cocky. Ryan Reynolds, E. Chris Piney. Um, you know, I could also see Zachary Kinto as a young Hal Jordan in that spot.
1: Well, I mean, I guess I don't agree, but
2: I think because Steph has talked about him on Heroes, I never saw Heroes, but it sounds like he could be I, intense because he
1: is because I've, the role
2: of Spock, he's very reserved. So, but, but I've he's seen intense him
1: too. He's reserved, intense simultaneously. I hate to say that, but that's how I view him.
2: But I've also seen him on uh, American Horror Story, and he's he he exhibits more uh talkiness that he does in his other stuff
1: so i have two thoughts about who could be um uh hal or john ha- well john i'm still thinking about hal but john what about like cuz he's supposed to be the old older grizzled guy right so what about like a dennis hayesbert uh,
2: old old-ish.
1: O- oldish okay but but compared that would be, to
2: that would be good that'd be good actually
1: or Mackay Pfeiffer.
2: Pfeiffer. Yeah.
1: I think it'd be a good John Stewart. I would never have
2: fucked it out of thin air. That's that's Well, I'm I'm
1: not gonna lie to you and say put him out of thin air. Really? I did a I did a Google search for African American actors and there's a list of them with pictures and I'm looking at these guys and those are the guys that jumped out at me. You know, I was looking at these pictures and I'm thinking of John Stewart as I know him and those are two guys that kind of fit the fit the mold, if you will.
2: I like the Dennis Habert, uh one. That that's really uh, that's that's a good that's a good pull. Um, Even, I'll tell you this um, though: if they reverse it, what?
1: No, go ahead. Finish your thought because I think we're on the same page. I have a feeling we're on the same page. Go for I'll, it.
2: If they if they reverse it, and it's Hal Jordan is the uh, mentor mentor, yeah, and then you get, then you get a young uh, black actor, a well, young John Stewart. You know, in his youth and his cockiness, I could actually—I am not proud to admit this—but I could see Tom Cruise actually pulling off a good Hal Jordan.
1: Um, yeah, I think that's possible. Um, I hadn't really thought about that yet. I was still thinking about how I—if you're reversing the role, I have two ideas for the the John Stewart. Absolutely, okay. got. Um. And I mean, look—they've both been used to a degree, but Donald Glover or Michael B. Jordan, easy. Um, maybe more Donald Glover, honestly, but either one could do it.
2: I can—I—I I could see Donald Glover more than Michael B. Jordan because I just can't look at Michael B. Jordan, uh, not playing Killmonger, right? And, and the ru- its funny you say that because the rumor is—is is that for a sequel to Black Panther. Uh, Donald Glover might be the villain. For what, for what movie? Black Panther 2.
1: Yeah, but he's already in the Spider-Man
2: universe. But he's not... I mean, they could still use that. I mean, I don't know. They could still use him as a villain. I guess, yeah. He can still play the same character. They've done that where they've had actors play more than one role. I don't agree with it. That kind of shit right. fucking pisses me off.
1: Right, we've but, both said that before.
2: I mean, if they're already going to. I mean, shit. There was some. There's like a little one that no one ever caught, which is um, the actor Martin Starr, who was in some of the Seth Rogen comedies. And I mean, did you see Knocked Up?
1: Yeah, but once in a long time ago, so I really don't remember much about it.
2: He's the friend who, like, has a bet that he grows his beard out and, and grows his hair out long. Yeah, no. Okay. He he was also on the show Freaks and Geeks.
1: I never saw it. I know of it, but I never saw it.
2: Okay, so he plays the 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 teacher in Spider Man Homecoming.
1: Wait, really? Because that's Gilfoyle yeah. from Silicon Valley. That's how I know him. Fine, fine.
2: I don't watch Silicon Valley. Oh,
1: you should. It's fucking funny as
2: hell. So that actor was in the Incredible Hulk the, very the, briefly. As what? He plays a computer technician that Edward Norton's uh, Bruce Banner bribes with pizza. Remember, he like, bribes Lou Ferrigno, the security guard. Yes. He goes into the he yes. goes into the university to get the information, and then you the camera pans, and you see a, a nerd eating a slice of pizza, be like, eh, "Thanks for the pizza." That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same actor, different role. So what he's playing in the Incredible Hulk is they release this later. He's playing Amadeus Cho, who is a complex character. Uh, he's a complex character. He's sort of integral, uh, but he is the nephew or son of the Korean scientist who uh, Ultron sort of takes, kidnaps, and says, "You need to make me a body." So they, my point is, that they take different actors and put them in in, right. in different roles in, in the same universe. So them taking, I mean, their their explanation would be like, "Well, there's two guys who look just like Donald Lover in New York City." That's fair. I so um, the go ahead. But I, I could, but I, but him um, plucking him in and putting him in the uh, DC universe. I don't think I don't think DC would be able to afford Donald Glover. I think, and I think Disney has got him by the ball. I do too.
1: So I'm looking over, I'm sticking with the are reversing, the mentor-mentee mm-hmm. role, and I'm looking over a couple mm-hmm. actors. There's a couple here I think could play Hal Jordan, and I'd like your feedback. I'm going to give you all of them because I'd like to hear your comments on all of them, honestly. So um, the first one that jumps out at me, I think Clooney's possible, depending on how old you want Hal Jordan to be. Mm, I don't think he'll do oh, no, it. Like- no, granted, I don't think all these people are going to do it, but I'm saying that they could.
2: I I, th- I if <laughs> I think the first thing he would say is be like, I was already Batman and that didn't work out, so no.
3: Um, probably, but could he, yeah. Could,
2: could he be a good Hal Jordan? Yeah, he actually could be a really good Hal Jordan. He's got the cockiness. He's got the head bobble kind of like, you know, You're. what are you going to do? You're, right. You need to listen to me. Like hey, He could do it. Um. I don't know if I could see George Clooney winning a fight. That's the okay. thing.
1: Well, that see, it depends on how intense they'd make the, the Hal Jordan character. Like, if he's purely just like a mentor, then yeah. But if he's going to do more action, then I agree with you. And that leads me to my next guy, actually, which I don't think will ever happen because, much like Donald Glover, I think they got him by the balls, but Bradley Cooper.
2: Honestly, Bradley Cooper would have been a perfect – uh, Hal Jordan.
1: Yep, but um, as Rocket, I think they've got him by the
2: balls. Yeah, they're not. They're not letting go. Um, um
1: all then to be got...
2: fair, there. There was a lot of people who didn't even know that Bradley Cooper was playing Rocket. Like, true. They had, like, true. 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 Like I know people. They're like, "I wonder who plays Rocket." I'm like, Bradley Cooper. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah. It doesn't sound like him at because he's doing a Joe Pesci impression. But that's beside the point.
1: Um, let's see. The other uh, Josh Tumal. Or Dumo, I don't know how you say his last name exactly. I, name in, I, I thought it was
2: Dumb but whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, um, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't really know enough in filmography to have a an opinion of him. I don't, I don't know. I don't have an opinion on that one.
1: Well, I only have three more, but I will say real quick, and I don't know why this guy came up, but if they're sticking with the original line, the original plan of of the the John Stewart being the mentor, Shamar Moore. Uh-huh. From Criminal Minds, and now SWAT would be a good John Stewart if he's going to be the mentor role.
2: I could see that. Um, um, but I, getting back, I mean, what? I'm just grateful. It's, I'm just grateful it's not going to be fucking Morgan Freeman I get it. I'm yeah. sick and tired of seeing Morgan Freeman as a mentor again.
1: Well, I don't think he's going to get it for a while after those allegations. I think he's going to be off for a while.
2: I think that sort of blew that blew over. I don't. I don't no one's talking about that anymore. Right no well, everyone's, talking about, uh, everyone's talking about Chris Hardwick.
1: Right yeah, which if it's true, it kills me because I love Hardwick. Um, John Hamm as John Stewart.
2: Ooh, that'd be good. I think John Hamm would just be great in a superhero movie. Well, Kevin I mean, Smith he for would, he years
1: would... wanted him to be Batman. One before Batflight got before Affleck got cast as batman he wanted john
2: ham he would well josh brolin was also a a possibility josh brolin's a possibility for everything these days (laughs) no but josh Brolin would have been a better uh dark knight uh batman a dark knight returns batman Than i mean john ham is would be a good batman i still like but i still like ben affleck the most um
1: no, he did a good uh, job, but I'm just saying that was something that I know Kevin was pushing for prior to Affleck getting the
2: the job. You know, Michael Keaton actually could have done a could have done totally. a good job. I totally. Was, no, no, but Michael Keaton as, as the older Hal um, Jordan.
1: We're not. As, oh well, maybe I don't think he's got the right facial structure. At least in my opinion, like I'm looking at that too. So I got two more, and I'm gonna stop. But Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. No. No, so you don't think just, so? No, just no. Okay. What? No. What? You, no. Um, you're, a green
2: you're a Green Lantern. Hey, buddy. How are you? You're a Green Lantern. So am the I. last
1: one, and this might actually save this guy from what he went through with. Um, actually, there's two more. Sorry. But it made like sense what he went through with a previous movie, Eric Banner.
2: Um, I could see Eric Banner. Actually, he, yeah, that's, that's not a bad choice. He needs to redeem himself. He hasn't really done anything.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then the last one. That jumps out at me that could be from this list I'm looking at is Nathan Fillion.
2: Oh shit, that'd be good. But if Nathan Fillion can like fucking lose some weight and build some muscle, that'd be pretty good.
1: Yeah, so those are all possible cool. Haldorns. Cool. Alright, well, I think we've beat the green lantern thing to the death. Um, you mentioned last week, or not last week, but on the last episode, that there was a, um, some developments with Batman. And you told me about them off air, but I think we should share them with the audience. So what's, what's um, going on?
2: Yeah, the rumor... Well, these are all rumors because everything is fucking rumors. Yeah. Um, what they decided is that the, um, the new standalone Batman movie that's going to be made is going to go younger. So it's going to be a standalone Batman movie Separate origin story, similar to Batman Begins, like Year means, One, like Batman Year One. Okay, so which which means Ben Affleck can't obviously do that because he's playing an older, grizzled Batman, which I prefer. I prefer to see this aged, you know, world weary Batman who sort of redeems himself. You know, he gets bloodthirsty in Batman vs Superman, and then he tones down a little bit. Um would you if I,
1: they did Dark Knight Returns, would you cast Affleck for that?
2: I'm torn, honestly, because I, I would cast Affleck one hundred percent as for Dark Knight Returns, because essentially he's already playing the Frank Miller Batman. You
1: right, know, but here's my the costume. See, like I'm gonna jump off for a second, but the remember the cartoons and we referenced them before. There was a part one, part two yeah. cartoon. And they didn't do Conroy. They did RoboCop, whose name escapes me it, right now.
2: Uh, Peter something. Um, yeah.
1: And I mean, he did a fine job. Like, I don't think he did a bad job, but why not do Conroy, especially for that role?
2: Um, I think Kevin Conroy, even when he sounds angry and he could be very intimidating, didn't have the grizzled, grizzled. Yeah, the, yeah. the gruffness. Uh, he didn't sound old enough, which is ironic because he play he does a good older Batman in Batman Beyond. Right. Um, there was something there's something unique about uh Robocop's voice as Batman where it just fit perfectly for that animated movie. But I agree, Kevin Conroy for me is what I hear when I think Batman. I think, you know.
1: Now there is a guy, and I'll have to look him up. That's started taking the mantle over for Conroy, who does a really good job, and I'll look him up, but you talk about what?
2: Well, there's the guy who did Under the Red Hood, uh, Bruce Greenwood. He, I thought he did a really good job.
1: He did okay, um, but that's not who I was thinking of. It's a younger you're, guy. You're
2: probably, you're, you're probably thinking of Jason O'Mara.
1: Yes, that's him, and I yeah. do like his take on Batman. He's It's not Kevin Conroy, but it's pretty fucking good.
2: I, I always preferred Kevin Conroy because we always we grew up with him Well, sure, of, him. of course, but, but if someone was, if
1: someone's going to take it over, if Conroy's going to stop doing it, Jason Omar is a pretty good pretty good takeover.
2: Yeah, I still I still prefer Bruce Bruce Greenwood, um, but Jason Omar is, is really good as well, but they don't for me both of them don't change their voice like uh, Kevin Conroy did which was No. You know, hi. You know, he you know for for Bruce uh, Wayne, he's like, hi, I'm up here. I'm Bruce Wayne, and then I'm Batman. Right? He, no, yeah, he, he absolutely. made a very conscientious decision, and I appreciate that. But I will say this: if they're doing a Dark Knight Returns, Ben Affleck, I think would have been would be a very good choice. If they were going to do a Batman Beyond live adaptation, Michael Keaton as an older, oh, older season, yeah, Batman. You know, I agree. The, you know, with the cane and everything, I think that would be sure brilliance rumor um,
1: has it he may appear if not this upcoming season but the next season on legend it may not be a permanent role but he may make an appearance not the old batman but batman beyond so what's the um i forget who's playing who because it's not bruce wayne obviously it's not his it's, it's not Damian wayne terry, it's
2: terry terry mcginnis
1: that's it thank you yeah there's a talk that there may be like an an episode or maybe two because jonah hex has been the same way there's been one or two episodes but he's not like a regular now i know that constantine is going to be a regular this upcoming season so i'll be curious how they do that but
2: well they're bringing the guy who's been playing the constantine role in arrow yes
1: right? and he did the voice on the animated justice league dark as well dude he's he's killing it he's a really he good he really I liked Keanu Reeves Constantine. Like, I did like that movie. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I'm not saying it's fantastic, but I liked it. But this guy deserves a movie. They need to give him a movie. They won't because it's just the way they... Right. It's just the way they do things. But if they're going to let him constantly play the role, no pun intended, in TV, (laughs) then... Then yeah, fine. Let him keep having it because he's really, really doing a good job, and I like it. And I'm, I'm excited that he's going to be a regular character on this upcoming season.
2: So the other, the Batman news is that they're going to basically drop Batfleck, and they're going to go young Younger. and Batman Begins, uh, year one type of shit. Which, I mean, Batman Begins was great, but we already kind of got the origin story. Do we need to see? Uh, him We've got a, the origin you
1: know, story in every Batman movie ever made.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I, I, w- I am curious to see, you know, him fighting crime, like maybe a year or two, you know, where he's still, so, right. where he's not Batman, he's still sort of Bat Boy ish um, well, That's what I
1: like about Gotham. Gotham's like that, the
2: show. Yeah, but Gotham even still, like, I'm still looking at him like he's too fucking young. He, he well, yes. He, is, he still looks 15. Well Which, this next like,
1: season as I understand it is the last season of Gotham and by the end of it you're going to get full-fledged Batman. But I get your point and yeah. they've been they've been doing a lot of like age jumps. Like Ivy when the show started was 10 and now she's 22 because she got some kind of like metamorphosis thing happening going on and she jumped ages. I, don't, I, but, I
2: I I didn't even get past the second season and I and I'm still slowly working through it.
1: But the the point is I agree but like, I, I'm with Kevin. Kevin Smith says this all the time. I'm tired of Origins. Like, that's one of the biggest disappointments for me in Batman versus Superman. They didn't need to do an Origin there. They could have skipped that Origin story, and it would have well, been Well, they fine.
2: did all that shit for him for Martha.
1: No, I, I get that, but there's another way to do it. You could have had him just at the grave, being sad... And zoom in on the name or something like that. Like, there's a way to express to Martha without doing the fucking origin in Crime Alley and all that bullshit.
2: I I agree. I definitely agree. I also think they put that scene in because they were really heavily considering doing the Flashpoint. So they wanted to show Martha and Thomas Wayne get them cast so that if they did do the Flashpoint uh, movie, we would be familiar with, with, with that
1: which, if they do a Flashpoint movie, would be awesome because I love that Flashpoint animated. That's an amazing animated movie. I love that movie.
2: Yeah, and and fucking uh, Negan as Thomas Wayne is a fucking great idea. Yeah, I mean, if they do not go um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and recast with someone else, I, that that's what I'm like. Why the fuck would they just give up? Like it was such a good idea. I did think it was a little weird seeing two fucking people on walking dead that their roles hate each other, be a cop because you just can't help but think like they, they try to kill each other all the time on walking dead. What the fuck is this?
1: Well, um, but that's for people who watch walking dead, which is a lot of people, but I've never watched it. So I would have never made that connection in a million years.
2: Oh yeah. So fucking, uh, Lauren Cohen is, is like part of the good guys and Thomas, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is like the bad guy of this current season.
1: Have you heard Kevin's Negan?
2: Yeah. Rick. Oh, let me tell you about this right yeah that's basically his impression it is
1: but it's it's rather funny to hear and having not watched the show I don't know how spot on or how far off it is but it's it's still funny to listen to
2: it's exaggerated because but he does he does stretch it out but it's not as much as Kevin is doing but it's very much like well 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 (laughs) Rick you son of a bitch you drive me crazy. Like it's it's that kind of like right, it's like but it almost gu- it almost sounds Pacino ask. <clears throat> it's it's sort of Pacino and Walkin kind of combined.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's a good way to put it.
2: It's like, well, you son of a bitch. I mean, Walken is wow, it's crazy. And then like you get Pacino, it's out here. And then yeah, it's sort of a combination of the two. But it's just yeah. odd. Kevin stretches it out sure, where it's like sure. you go ten seconds without saying anything. Yeah. He's like, You son of a bitch. Right. And so you, and it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like a family guy like segment that just stretches two things right. like, all right, we fucking get it, Kevin. Jesus. But what
1: we don't uh, need is another origin, man. I just don't I don't, don't want another origin.
2: I don't We need origins for movies. That have not done an origin story. But we don't need to see another Spider Man. We don't need to see another origin for Batman. I mean, fuck, can you leave Thomas and Martha alone? How many times are you gonna see them gunned down?
1: I I think if you do Green Lantern, like we talked about earlier, you do need a bit of an origin there, but not crazy. You do,
2: because people forgot about the other fucking origin for Green Lantern. So
1: Yeah, so I mean Um, that kind of movie, you need one. I think I think to a degree if they do ultimately make this Flash movie, are they still making that movie with um, Ezra Miller?
2: Uh, allegedly, it's gonna just. Well, let me look up on online. But allegedly, it's gonna be. Just, it's gonna be called Flashpoint. Um, sorry. So this is what's coming out. Okay, this is this is the news of what's of the upcoming films.
1: Well, while you're pulling it up real quick, let me ask you: If they do a Flash movie, do you need an origin
2: there? I think you do. I think a, I think a small flashback would be fine. One thirty-second flashback will be fine. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't show that in Justice League, so they need. I think they could do a thirty-second flash, black, a flashback. Flash you know, black, <laughs> no, not flash black. I, I, I fucked up. I know, movie. no, I know. But a flashback, um, where it's because they didn't talk. They didn't. They barely covered it in Justice League. They alluded to like, oh, well, I was hit by lightning, and that's all they say. Um, I know when they talk they about really- his
1: father killing his mother, they briefly
2: touch on that too. Very briefly, yeah. But yeah like yeah. it's so brief that you forget about it.
1: I like so, Billy really Crudup as the as the dad. By the way, I thought that was a good casting.
2: That's, I, yeah, he looks like he could be his dad. That, yeah, that's the thing is I'm I'm big on actors that are playing uh, parents of characters uh, as well as if there's going to be a child version of the character as well as the grown up version. Like I think the kid who plays Bruce Wayne in Gotham kind of looks like a young Ben Affleck.
1: Um. Yeah, I could see that. They casted him long before they casted Aflac. But, yeah, I could see that. But well, you see what I'm saying. I
2: do. Okay, so do. This, this, this is the upcoming movie. So, Aquaman. And allegedly, we're supposed to be getting some trailer any day now. Oh, really? Yeah. I,
1: I got to be honest with you. Alleg- I'm, not Blizzard- excited, I'm not excited for that movie.
2: Like, I'm not. I am excited. Here's the thing. Like, Aquaman was one of the few cool things at Justice League, but I still think he was useless in the fucking movie. I,
1: I, not only do I think he was useless, I don't think it was that cool, honestly.
2: He got very annoying very quickly, but I did laugh a couple times at some of his lines. The best But he part, very much became like- Go ahead, finish your point. The best Sorry. line. The, I mean, I mean, like the whole like, you're beautiful kind of thing, where he's got the fucking last of the truth wrapped around, like it's wrapped around yeah, his leg or that's something. That's
1: the best part of the, of his- role in the whole movie is when he's sitting there talking on sitting on the lasso
2: but he got very annoyed very quickly for me yep. which is like my man you know woohoo and very surfer dude and yeah. like my bro you're my you're my you're my homie and that kind of shit um, we talked briefly I don't know if it was in the episode or, or off, off episode what I would have done a little bit differently first thing I would have done have Jason Momoa play Lobo not fucking awesome. Yeah. He'd be a much better Lobo. I agree. He he would kill it as Lobo if it was the year nineteen ninety seven. I would have cast Danny Trejo as as Lobo. Yeah, yeah. But Jason Momoa literally looks like like Lobo. Um, yeah, him him. I, when Batman v Superman was coming out, and I saw promo of of Momoa as Aquaman, I was like, okay, it kind of makes sense a little bit that like the Atlanteans would kind of look a little um, Polynesian Some, or yeah. Hawaiian. They look they look sort of nomadic in their own way with with a long kind of hair and everything. The tribal tattoos, it, it was very reminiscent of Moana
1: for me. Right, but wait, real quick. Here's the difference. And here's what I think. I think... That's where you put the Rock. That's where you put Dwayne Johnson. He's got the actual tribal tattoo. Momoa's were either painted on or digit CGI'd on or whatever, but the Rock is Samoan.
2: Well, I would also well, Momoa is Hawaiian. I mean, there's Polynesian, Samoan. They're, they're, okay. They're, yeah. They're not the same. They're very similar. Right. I right. would also cast the Rock as Lobo as well. He looked. He would kill the role as well. Not as yeah. much as Jason
1: Momoa. He could have also been Cyborg. I mean, the guy who did Cyborg did a really good job, but he could have been Cyborg.
2: You know, he didn't, he didn't, he was not used enough, and they didn't give him enough screen time. I agree. But but at the same time, now I'm like, I don't really necessarily need to see a Cyborg movie. Um, My whole thing is they can, they don't, what they need to do with Cyborg is they just need to put him in a fucking, they need to make a Teen Titans movie and just put him in that. Establish a a young Robin.
1: What? They are making a show.
2: Well, they should put show. him in the show. They shouldn't put, they shouldn't force a cyborg movie on us. I they think should, they sh-
1: I think they are. I'm pretty certain they're going to. I'll look, but I'm pretty certain there's going to be cyborg in that show.
2: Well, they should cast fucking whatever his name is. Uh, whoever, whoever played him, Ray Stone, I think. Um. Well, put to him
1: that, af- that effect, Grant Gustin should have been the flash in the movie.
2: agree, but, you know, they're not going to listen to us.
1: Um, They're not going to listen to their own people. From what I understand, their own people said
2: that. Yeah, so Aquaman, that's coming out uh, December 21st, so another six months from now. Yeah, it's one I Uh, probably won't be seeing. I mean, I saw a couple, they've released a couple photos and fucking um, Patrick Wilson is playing Orm, Ocean Master, the half-brother of Aquaman. That sounds interesting. Uh, we're also going to get Black Manta. That's going to be cool. Because Black Manta's got this really huge fucking like, helmet. And I saw a, po- a photo of it. And the, the helmet's there. So they're going to have this ridiculously fucking huge uh, helmet. Nicole Kidman is going to be in it as uh, his mother. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. I didn't know about this. Dolph Lundgren's going to be in this? Really? Uh, Willem Dafoe. What's, what's, Tamara what, what? Morrison, who played, uh, Django, who? What? What, what's Lundgren playing? What's he doing? He's playing the villain King Ner, uh, Nerus? I don't, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot of Aquaman's villains. Um, but Tamara Morrison is going to play Aquaman's father, Tom Curry. So Tamara Morrison was Django Fett. See, that works for me because he, mm. you know, they need to bring him back for a Boba Fett movie. He needs to he needs. Well, And maybe are, that's what will happen.
1: Maybe They are he, doing the Boba well, Fett movie.
2: But I'm saying if they're doing a young Boba Fett movie, then that, I think they should go older. I think they should have an older Boba Fett and have Tamara Morrison come back.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. But we'll save that for a Star Wars spinoff movie or episode. Okay. I, so, um, uh, go I, ahead. No, I was going to say, I looked up the Titans thing and, There's a couple people that are casted that don't have character names. So it doesn't say what Mm -hmm. they're playing, but there's no mention of Cyborg. So I guess he's not going to be on the show.
2: Yeah, they did. a. If they did that right, they could do it really good. Uh, After Aquaman, Shazam. So uh, Dwayne Johnson is going to play Black Adam. So I don't think he's going to be in Shazam. I think they're going to make his own separate movie. Yeah, he's not going to be in uh, Shazam. He's going to be in his own solo movie. Um, Zachary Levy. Is it Levy or Levi? Do you know? I think it's Levi. Levi um, is going to play the muscled-up Shazam, and then the kid is going to be played by...
1: It's one of the Strangers Things kids, I think.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think he was from... Um, I think he was one of the kids from It as well, actually. That's possible, uh, yeah.
1: I didn't see Strangers Things. I haven't watched that
2: yet, but... It's if you didn't like the Goonies, do you like do you like Stephen King?
1: I like Shawshank, but that's not.
2: It, it's basically Stranger Things is if you took the Goonies and and Stephen King and made a show inspired by both.
1: No, I kind of want to see it. Like it's not that I don't want to see it. I just I'm watching so many other things that it's hard to.
2: It's an amazing show, but you if you don't if you're not fond of either, you're not going to like it. Okay, or maybe or maybe it'll make you be more interested. Maybe. Um, so, Mark Strong, who we talked about earlier, who was Sinestro, is yeah. going to play Doctor Thaddeus uh, Savannah. He's going to be the villain of Suzanne.
1: So, does that automatically disqualify him as possibly being Sinestro again?
2: I think the fact that Ryan Reynolds is not going to be Green Lantern uh, disqualifies it. I think. I think they. I think. I think if they're going to do a Sinestro, they should do the guy I talked about earlier.
1: Okay, so I know I know we Luke kind Dennis. of beat the Green Lantern thing to death a little bit, but let me just ask you a very quick question. If they do this uh, lethal weapon in space thing that you're talking about, and let's just say yeah. with our theory that they do the older Hal Jordan and the younger Jon Stewart, let's say they kill Hal Jordan at some point during that movie to, like, transition to fully to Jon Stewart. Would yeah. you recast Ryan Reynolds to kind of just fade him out? Do you know what I'm saying? And I don't even know if he to would do segue it. it. Yeah, to segue it. I
2: don't think Ryan Reynolds could get paid enough for him to come back and do it.
1: Well, yeah, and but it's not like Marvel, so I don't know if he's so much by the balls like some of the other people we've talked about that are that, that Disney has. But I I get your point, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just wondering what it because that might be a way for him to close the door on that the right way. I mean well I guess the right way was him blowing his own brains out it's <laughs> a but but you know like you know what I'm saying though like get his get get out of that story and kind of close the door or whatever
2: I I think if they if if he wasn't if if how Jordan was just a cameo in the beginning similar to how Tamara Morrison was as um the purple, the purple guy in the beginning of the Green Lantern one, the one who gives him, the one who gives Ryan Reynolds the ring. Yeah. If they did that, so Ryan Reynolds just had a very like five minute role and it was sort of like a secret, I think he would do it as long as he didn't have to promote it. Right. So he just, just did this one little five do, minute cameo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then that means the whole movie would be less about the dynamic between Hal and John. It would just be John.
1: Which I'm kind of okay with. I don't really want... Look, I... And again, I don't want to... We already kind of beat it to death, but I really don't want a lethal weapon in space. I want a John Stewart Green Lantern movie and let's just move on.
2: I, I'm... i At this point, I don't even know. I don't care. I need to know a little bit more what the fuck they're planning on doing before I actually give a shit. That's how i Okay, it. that's fair. Anyway, continue um, with what you're saying. Wonder Woman 84. I'm excited. Which I got, I'm excited, but I'm not following the title. It's hard for me to say. Wonder Woman 1984. It just sounds... It doesn't well for me.
1: Well, could that be just a temporary title, or is that definitively the that's title? That's the title. That's the title. Yeah. Alright. I'm, so, so I'm curious how they're going to bring Chris Pine back, because apparently Chris Pine's in the movie.
2: She's probably some hallucinations. Or flashback or something? No, because there's a photo of him with a fucking fanny pack, which is very oh, okay. 80s. Right. So the, right. The, it'll probably be like she looks at someone who vaguely resembles him, and then It'll. She'll see uh, uh, Steve Trevor walking around, and then she'll follow him, and then it'll be someone else. Could it That's be an
1: illegitimate child of some sort, or you know, or a grandchild, or whatever it would be?
2: It would have to be like a fucking great grandkid because the first one's set in like 1918.
1: Right. Well, you figure like. Let's see. I'm trying to think. An average. Let's see. My my grandmother was in her 70s, so we'll say 20 when you have a kid. Would- I'm
2: just trying to do the math here.
1: No, it would be. Yeah, it'd be a great grandchild. You're right.
2: Someone, that would mean he would suck with someone else. They had a kid. That guy or that that child had another child who looks exactly like Chris Bynes.
1: Well, I mean, it's happened in other movies. It's not the first time that's happened. I mean, Bicentennial Man, you saw that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's I, not I,
2: the I, first I, time I see it's your happened. Point. I see your point. And, I think it's a bit of a stretch. No, I'm I not saying it's, it's, not it's not a stretch,
1: but I'm just curious, you know. And by the way, I just think, to your quick point did did he sleep with her? I don't think he ever actually slept with her.
2: I think he fucked her. I think he definitely fucked. Her.
1: When, like, at what point? I'm not disagreeing, but what point in the movie?
2: So, well, I don't think he impregnated her, but I'm saying he had. No, I'm saying but, th- that far fetched theory that he slept with someone else who had his child, and they had another child that looks like him. I think he definitely slept with her uh, when after they saved that town or something. You and think then so? They had like a whole, they had that whole party where, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think, I think, uh, I think they both.
1: Which, by the way, we need to talk about that movie because that is
2: clearly the best. Oh, we're we DC- leading up to it, but I do, I, I want to finish telling you what else is coming. So yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four. Uh, Kristen Wiig is gonna play Cheetah.
1: I'm actually okay with that. I think it's gonna be good.
2: It depends if they're gonna make her a fucking like Cheetah woman, like furry and shit like that. That's gonna be weird for me. But if they're going to make her, like, just a normal villain who her code name is Cheetah, then I'm fine with it. What I about,
1: like, a Kristen... Spider-Man type thing where she's got the Cheetah powers but doesn't, like, look like a Cheetah? Maybe not What's a, a suit. I'm not talking about a suit, but just, like, Spider-Man's got the powers to, that spiders have, but he didn't mutate into a spider.
2: You know That's, what I mean? I mean, I also think the, the Kristen Wig cast is so out of left field. It was just...
1: Well, she's I'm capable serious. of it, I'm though. I'm definitely she's curious. She's good at playing a straight woman. I've seen it, so she's good at it. I think it's gonna be okay.
2: I think she could be a better, a better dramatic actress. than I, I was never overly fond of her as a comedian. Um, Pedro Pascal, who's also, do you do you watch Game of Thrones? No. Okay, so he's it. <laughs> yep.
1: You yelled at me about this once before already. So.
2: Um, okay, so they are actually allegedly making a cyborg film. So okay. in April twenty fourteen, Ray Fisher, that was his name, Ray Fisher, is cast as Victor Stone Cyborg, blah, 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 blah. Uh Joe Morton will reprise his role. In November twenty seventeen, Fisher still still in development. Um blah, 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 blah. It's, it's scheduled to be released in North America in twenty twenty. Then comes Green Lantern Core twenty twenty. So let me see what it says here. So they described by the studio as Lethal Weapon in space and will feature Hal Jordan and John Stewart as protagonists. Um it's still in development despite the studio's leadership shakeup uh Jeff Johns was hired to rewrite this film script um it, yeah so that's that's to tell Films, you,
1: it, going back to Flash I don't like Ezra Miller
2: I just don't I think he I, I think he was terrible. Yeah, he really was. Okay, so here we go. This is uh studio scheduled release dates for February of uh, February 14th, 2020 and June 5th. 2020 for untold DC films. Uh, they announced a Lobo film, so they're making Man. a Lobo film, but they're not going to have the guy who's being perfect as Lobo. Right, uh, I'm guy not a Ritchie. big Lobo guy anyway. So I Lobo is one of the rare ones where Stan Lee was like, I I'm so I'm jealous that DC made Lobo because that's such a fucking amazing character. Uh, guy Ritchie allegedly is going to direct it.
1: But see, if you're going to make a Lobo movie, I think you have to make it almost a la Sin City or The Crow. Like, it's got to have that kind of...
2: I agree. Um, Guillermo del Toro uh, confirmed who's making a film based on the Justice League dark. That could be good. Um, okay, Greg Berlanti was developing a film that's around Barry Allen the Flash, and then he went on to do the show. Which was probably um, the
1: smarter move, honestly.
2: Oh, much more. Uh, Phil Lord, uh, Christopher Miller, the guys who did Lego movie and were the original directors of solo. They were going to do it. Then they signed on to do solo instead. They were going to do what? They did solo instead. And then they they were going to do flash. Okay. Um, so now in March, 2018, the filmmaking duo of John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, and they wrote Spider-Man homecoming. Um, they're going to do it and the they're way, saying it's going to be back to the future as an inspiration
1: what movie was it i'm sorry i missed you i was looking at something
2: flash flash okay um so they're not, so they're not saying flashpoint they're just saying flash
1: right but if they're gonna so, back to the future ask type movie that's flash <laughs> <coughs>
2: yeah I, I see it'll be flashpoint esque. um um okay so then they talk about the batman standalone so this is this is what i'm more interested in anything so Batman Stand Alone with Ben Affleck was set to direct and co-write. That didn't happen. Uh, then it, he stepped down as director and then Matt Rees, who did War for the Planet of the Apes, uh, took over. So then he confirmed the script was being rewritten. So he's rewriting it. The story has reportedly reworked to focus on the titular character early on his career as a vigilante. So I think Ben Affleck could... is He, he doesn't look young enough to do it as an origin. But it could be when he about maybe 10 years before because they grayed his hair for for Justice League. So just don't gray his hair.
1: I think two things. Number one. Well, yeah, number one, if they casted him in a Batman movie around the time he did Daredevil, he would have been perfect. I mean, he was good anyway, but he he, would have been perfect at that time period.
2: See, that's Number, why he did Daredevil.
1: No, I know. I know that. I'm just saying. That would have been perfect. Number two. Yeah. He's a pretty decent director. Do you think he could have handled a Batman movie if he was directing it?
2: They originally wanted him to direct Justice I know League.
1: that.
2: Oh, Justice Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I remember that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they wanted him to direct Justice League before Zack Snyder was like, oh, no, it's my baby. I'm going to do it. And then that was taken away from him as well. Um... I think he could have totally 100% directed Batman. I was more 100% interested in his direction of Batman, especially with Deathstroke as the villain. Yeah. But now it looks like we're just going to get a, another carbon copy of Batman Begins. I will say this. I had a really good theory that actually Mark Bernard uh, had reiterated. So we were both in the same life, which was Cass Casey Affleck yep. as a young Batman. Okay, and then have it flip flop back and forth of older Ben Affleck as Batman, looking back at his youth, and yeah. his first story, and have a Casey Affleck because they look enough alike, yep, and sound enough alike to do it. it but it doesn't
1: work now do because it, of the shit that Casey Affleck work. got himself into. But
2: exactly, and and but it, that could have been done, uh, very well. By the so, way.
1: I'm a couple episodes behind on Batman on flatman or Flyman flat, fat fatman. Batman on Batman. Batman. <laughs> but he, um, he's doing something with Marvel. Bernard. Bernard got a job with Marvel. He isn't, if he, if he says on the episodes, I'm not sure. Cause I guess I'm a couple episodes back, but he tweeted something the other day that his day drinking days are over. <laughs> looking, forward to, we, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Hashtag Marvel. That was the yeah. tweet. That says something, and you know Kevin's been saying for years now, hire this man. Like how many times have you heard him on that show, you know, someone asks them a question about a script idea, and you know, Kev gives his forty five minute answer and in five minutes Bernard gives a better answer than Kevin. <laughs> you
2: know one hundred percent. There there was one thing he said. For um, Jessica Jones, did you ever watch Jessica Jones? Oh yeah, I, I'm all caught up. I love that series. So he had this idea for how to end the first season, and I 100% agreed. And now, now that I think about it, I'm like, why the fuck did they do this? Mute Which your was phone. Of ha- damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Well, let me let me mute it on on my tablet as well. Um, I forgot to do it earlier. Well, the tablet shouldn't be making any um, noise because
1: your earbuds are in. But anyway, you should hear it in your ears, but we're not hearing those.
2: No, I'm hearing on both. Um, so I I hear mean the both. So for how she kills Purple Man, David Tennant. Yeah, Kilgrave. She snap, She yeah Kilgrave. She snaps his it was Purple Man, but uh, she stabs his neck. Whereas Bernard said she, he she should have just ripped his tongue out. So then yeah. he's forced to live with everything, and he can't control it. But he can't talk. Right. I'm like, fuck! That would have been so perfect. And so yeah, Bernardin is is always like one step ahead. Um, he, he's
1: a allegedly he's a genius. Bernardin's flat out genius.
2: Okay, so allegedly there is still plans to make a sequel for Man of Steel. Um, Who's directing? Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn confirmed he had met with the studio to direct the film but that was way back in September 2017. Uh, They are talking about making a Booster Gold movie as well as a Blue Beetle movie. Yep. Um,
1: I think think Bernardin wanted the Booster Gold. He wanted in on that, I thought. He he?
2: really wanted that. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad sequel, um, as well as a Birds of Prey. Could the
1: Suicide Squad movie be good if they basically just forget that they made the first one? Like use the same character, that's fine. Same people, but don't. In terms of story, just forget it happened.
2: I think if they did a a shakeup of some of the characters, like not have, uh, Deadshot, not have Will. I don't think Will Smith will come back. I think he, I think he saw the criticism and he said, "Nope, I'm out." Uh, he's not stupid. But, he he only. I mean, he's made some bad decisions in his career, but he's he tries to stay away from making sequels if he can avoid it.
1: Right, but he did a good job. Like, I mean, he wasn't the problem.
2: No, he wasn't the problem, but I don't think he was. I think he, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um. I think I'm getting, as much as Margot Robbie was was nearly perfect as Harley Quinn, I am going to get a little tired of seeing her because they're going to be putting her in a the pro- she'll probably be the sequel of Suicide Squad if they make it. She'll they're gonna put her in a. Uh, she, there's gonna be a Joker Harley movie. There's allegedly gonna be a Harley standalone film. There's also no, gonna the, be the um, fuck. What's it called? I know Gotham City Sirens.
1: Right, which is now the Har- which is what was going to be the Harley sing- standalone. They did they did away with that and they made it the Sirens movie.
2: Okay, because I had heard they were going to do a Harley movie as well to Gotham City Sirens.
1: Mm, well, the way the way Bernardin tells it, it's just going to be the Sirens movie. Um, well, yeah,
2: because uh, because uh, look, the whole thing is now we're going to get two fucking Joker movies.
1: Yeah, which I don't, I don't even want to. Please, I mean, I we probably should, but I don't want to. Like, I just don't even want to talk about it. Like it is. Well, they just me.
2: announced they announced yesterday that like the one with. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is going to start filming soon. Ugh.
1: Um, I want to actually tie back to the beginning of the episode for a second. Deb and I were yeah. watching Sucker Punch last night. Like I said, and not a great movie. But the girl who played Baby Doll, do how much of the movie do you remember?
2: None, none of it.
1: Okay, she was a short girl with blonde hair, and she wore it in pigtails for ninety-nine, if not a hundred percent, of the movie. And I'm telling you right now, if, if I they know. had dyed her hair, r- not red and blue, but red and black, like, you know, Batman animated Harley or even um, Arkham Games Harley, she would make a really badass Harley. She really would have been a good choice. Not that Margot Robbie did a bad job, but she would have been a great Harley.
2: I mean, you t- you tell me. Is it Abby Cornish?
1: Hold on. I'm going back to... to- no, Emily Browning.
2: Oh, the main character?
1: Yeah. Now in in these pictures she's got brown hair, but if you cycle through, there's gotta be a picture of her in Sucker Punch.
2: Well, she's Australian as well, just like Margot Robbie. Um
1: Yeah, there's no picture of IMDB. But... I
2: know her from the what the fuck is it? The series of unfortunate events movie that came out with Jim Carrey years ago.
1: Oh, I didn't see that. Listen, are you on IMDb?
2: Uh no I'm on Wikipedia.
1: Okay, I was going to say go on IMDB and go to Sucker Punch because you'll see pictures over there.
4: I'll just
2: I'll just look up Emily Brody one.
1: Right, but you specifically need pictures of her in Sucker Punch. Here, hold on a minute. Here, can you see that?
2: Yeah, I see it. I I actually do see it. Um, my whole thing was, look, I thought Margot Robbie looked perfect for the role, even with the ridiculous fucking costume they gave her.
1: That's what I But this you girl know, looks even more perfect.
2: The for me, the most important thing is the voice.
1: Yes. And that high-pitched and, New York accent yeah, and, voice. Yeah. And she, and Marco Robbie
2: almost had it.
1: Yeah, almost. Yeah. She did a pretty good job. She
2: she had it more in the Wolf of Wall Street.
1: I've only seen that once. I'd have to go back and watch it to
2: be fair. Her voice in Wolf of Wall Street is pure. I mean, if she had just heightened, you know, high pitched it, but she, she didn't have the Brooklyn accent as much as she should have in Suicide Squad. She had the high pitchedness, but she didn't have the, you know, couldn't, you know, she, right. It, it seemed a little forced, but she nailed the accent in fucking Wolf of Wall Street. All I'm saying is why the fuck did she combine the two? It would have been, it would have been spot on. Perfect.
1: Um, Where you're from kid Queens, <laughs> Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn. Yeah. I. My favorite part of that whole fucking movie. Like there's a lot of parts. I like, that's my favorite part of that whole fucking movie.
2: You know, I didn't, I didn't realize this, but that was also a throwback to First Avenger.
1: Is it? I haven't watched it in yeah. so long.
2: When fucking Stanley Tucci's uh, Austrian professor, scientist, dude. Right. He They talked to him and he says, he said, where are you from? Are you from? Because he, he, he caught him with all of his like, you know, multiple times where he's trying to get into oh, the right. army. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. He says, so there so is Steve, Steve, Steve Trevor, Steve Rogers actually from? He's like, wait, he's like, Ah,
1: Rupa. Ah, yeah.
2: It's a nice little... Nice little yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, throwback.
1: let's get to the crown jewel of the DCEU, because that's Wonder Woman, hands down, right? Like,
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it is still, by far, not a perfect film. But for the DCEU, it is the perfect film that they have.
1: Well, first, let's talk about the significance of it. Let's get... I don't want to say political, but let's get, you know, woman director... Women wrote it, I believe. I think it's a female writer as well. And then definitely...
2: I'm, to, I'm, I, I'm
1: not 100% on that. But definitely, definitely female director and Gal, Gal Gadot as... as Gadot.
2: Gal, Gal Gadot.
1: I've, I've heard it said both ways by her.
2: <laughs> I've heard... No, she she says... I, I've heard her say Gal, Gal Gadot. Okay. I think... oh Yeah, I, I mean...
1: And my first exposure to her is from Fast and Furious. Cause she's in Fast Five, Six and Seven.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, I have. I haven't seen all the Fast movies, but um, my first because I saw the uh, the Furious saw most of the Furious movies. I was very late to them. I saw them after I saw Batman v Superman.
1: Okay, that's fair. But and yeah, she makes the appearance there as Wonder Woman, which I still thought was a good call. And then. They make this movie, man. I mean, you want to talk about a good movie with a good origin story. That has a good origin story. That's an origin story that you don't like. Ugh. Like, it's it's good. It's played out well. It's built well. It's a really right. good movie.
2: So, director, pa- uh, Patty Jenkins. Yep. Uh, screenplay by Alan Heinberg.
1: Okay, so a guy, but that's okay. With,
2: with a story by Heinberg, Zack Snyder, and Jason... Fuchs. Okay, I would so, pronounce it Fuchs because otherwise I'll pronounce it Fox.
1: No, I think it is Fuchs. But um, all right, so three guys wrote it, and that's not a big deal. But I'm just saying, like, it's still it's, it's the first still
2: woman influence for right, sure. You can absolutely tell,
1: and it's the first uh, female director to make the money that it made, if I recall. Like, she's the first female director to make that kind of revenue on a movie. I don't mean her salary; I mean the movie making what it made
2: absolutely. You know, uh,
1: so and especially in this Me Too environment, and it's perfect timing. I mean, oh, I,
2: really? Really? I mean, it was right before the yeah, Me Too thing. Yep. Um, I mean,
1: it. it I, I don't think that affected people watching it, and I hope it didn't because it's a good movie, regardless.
2: But well, there was a there was a lot of male chauvinistic bullshit when that came out because sure. they tried to do. They did a one. They did like one time where it was just women only could see it. Yes. and men split the fuck Flip, out. Yeah,
1: which I, is so stupid. Fuck those guys. Any of those guys that had a problem with it, you go fuck yourselves. That's my opinion. I'm not going to speak for you, but that's my opinion.
2: <laughs> yeah, my whole I I agree, it's a, but my my normally I'm I'm the more aggressive. Like fuck you guys, you don't like it. But my whole thing was like, let women have their fucking movie for Christ's sake. Like absolutely. My my whole thing was because until, um, Avengers Infinity War, I had never gone to see a movie on three separate occasions until I saw one Woman, I, two was my max. And it was usually because I saw it with like my friend and then I saw it with my mother. Um, but so I saw Wonder Woman three times. And that was the first time I had done it with the exception of me working in a movie theater. Then like, you know, oh, that's my break, I'll watch like another 20 minutes of whatever the fuck is. Right, time. right, right. Um, so I saw Wonder Woman the first time with Michael, and I I fucking was blown away by it. I was all, he, admittedly, he and I are both drunk because of the theater that we work uh, that I worked at. Uh, they serve beer and wine, so we 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 knew enough, so we went ahead and we like like kept going back and forth to the counter and buying our beers and like so we had like six fucking IPAs each in front of us. <laughs> so. And we're just pounding them and like we pounded like the first three before the movie started. So we're like buzz and tipsy. So we had an overall great time. Second time I saw it, I was on a date. And uh she was less I mean she was into the movie, but she was more interested in grabbing my fucking cock at the time. Uh but I don't need to go into that because, Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. Um and then the third time I saw in theaters was with my mother, and this was the opinion that I really wanted above all because my mother is the type of person who loves Spider Man, loves Superman, loves Batman, loves Iron Man, loves all those fucking things. But she also gets her DCs and her Marvels confused. Okay. So when I was like, when I was like, Infinity Wars coming out. I was like, great, I want to see Batman. I'm like, Batman's God damn it, Nancy. Um, <laughs> so. But she knew it. She was also like asking me, like, is Wonder Woman part of, uh, Marvel? And I'm like, no, it's DC. She's like, I want to see it. I really want to see it. And I'm like, when I, and so that, when we walked out of the, of the theater, like that part in No Man's Land where one Wonder Woman walks across No Man's Land. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My yeah. mom, who, <laughs> if you know my mother, you 100% believe this. She yelled.
3: Yeah,
2: like such excitement, so happy, and didn't hold back her her genuine pleasure. And so when we walked out the movie, I asked her I'm like, "What did you think?" And she said, "Oh my god, Rico, I love Iron Man, I love Spider Man, but when am I gonna get my Iron Woman? When am yeah. I gonna get my Spider Woman?" Yeah, what you know? She's like, "This is what I've been looking forward to, is you know, someone that I can." You know, a hero that I could relate to. I'm like, you can relate to her. Well, I can relate to her as a woman, and I think I'm pretty wonderful. I'm like, all right, mom, I, I <laughs> Come Go, mom. Yeah, that's that's Nancy. Um, so what when... A, go ahead.
1: I didn't what? mean to cut you. Go
2: ahead. No, so we. That was. Mo- I mean, the movie itself was great, but that brought me a giant smile on my face. Just so sure. my mother could be, my mother could be overjoyed. And also because she didn't have to see Batman vs. Superman or Justice League. Right. She could just watch Wonder Woman and be happy with the story. She didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to give her a whole fucking like background heads up before or after watching the Avengers.
1: So I have to ask because our biggest movie critic that we know. (laughs) I have to ask, what did Steph think?
2: I don't remember. I don't remember. I never, I didn't watch Wonder Woman with her. I kept telling her we should watch it together. And then she went on and watched it without me. Okay. She watched, she watched Batman versus Superman without me. Okay. Because I told her, I said, we've got to watch this together and we didn't. Um, and then she saw, like, she did this whole like marathon thing with her mother. She saw Wonder Woman and then Justice League, I think. So she saw Wonder Woman with her mother. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember what her opinion was. I think she said I liked it or whatever, but I right. don't. I don't know. If she loved it. I don't. I don't. I don't have the answer.
1: We'll have to. We'll have to get that for the next episode because I'm. I'm curious to get her, because she is such a realistic when she looks at these movies and it's you know like our Black Panther take and Jedi take yeah. and all that. So
2: well, um, I, I think. It, I think with those movies, she knows. Like with Black Panther. Infinity War. She's like, well, they're trying to be as realistic as possible. So with at least with Wonder Woman, it's, it's Greek mythology. So she, uh, I think Steph, when it comes to like Avengers and stuff like that, and Black Panther, that take themselves seriously, and they do have aliens and shit like that, and, and Norse mythology. But overall, it, it does go into our real world a lot. I think she looked at Wonder Woman as just like a Greek mythology movie, so she can. I don't. I'm not speaking for Steph, but I, I assumed if she liked it, it was because of that. Where she just sort of like, it's just one movie, one plot. She doesn't have to follow a ton of shit.
1: Right, and that's how a lot of people liked it because it was a very much standalone movie. You didn't have to see or know anything else to enjoy that movie. Whereas some of these other movies, both in both worlds, DC and Marvel, you you need to kind of have some background. Not that you can't enjoy it, but it makes more sense. Whereas One Woman flat out was just a movie.
2: And like I said, it was a good movie. It was not a perfect movie. It definitely dips down. Oh
1: God. Well that last I can't see- believe was the forgot last act. act definitely Remember dips.
2: Remember we down. were talking about Danny Houston last time? Um I, No. I was trying to <laughs> I was I was trying to make a we were talking about X Men Origins and about uh, how he played a young fucking Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's striker. he's in that movie. Yeah. I completely forget, fucking forgot he was in Wonder Woman. He played a yeah. fucking it's not German like Nazi dude.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, he but,
2: wasn't Nazi. It's pre-Nazi, but still. Yeah, it's the
1: 1914 Germans, not the 40s Germans.
2: Yeah, it's – yeah. So uh, the second the, – the final 30 minutes kind of dips down a little bit, especially when – spoiler, you get the big fucking reveal that – the guy who's playing Ares is, like, the soft-spoken fucking British dude.
1: Yeah. Because, and, well, I, and that, going back to your... Steve Houston is the guy's name? Danny. Oh, Danny Houston, sorry. Um, She thought he was Ares the whole time.
2: So it was just a whole switcheroo. Right. And, and at the same time, watching it again, you're like, oh, it's so fucking obvious he's not going to be Ares. Yeah. Like, it's so obvious they're going to do a whole, you know... A uh, whole twist. Um, I also, th- here's the thing, because my mind went even further. Uh, David Thewlis, uh, who played, uh, the British dude, he plays Professor Lupin in Harry Potter.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Now that you say that.
2: And he was also an original, he originally, uh, auditioned and was almost cast as Professor Quirrell in the first one. Which professor is that again? He was the defense against the dark arts teacher who stuttered and he had Voldemort on the back of his head with the purple turban.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So watching Wonder Woman and knowing that David Thewlis was originally supposed to play Quirrell, I couldn't help but think, like, this is his Quirrell moment where it's the whole switcheroo, it's Quirrell, but you know, we thought it was going to be Snape, you know, trying to get the Sorcerer's Stone, but turns out it's Quirrell all along, the unsuspecting British timid guy. Right. Uh, he's which, a fine actor, but I also just, it was almost painfully obvious that they were going to do that.
1: Right. And which, by the way, it, it begs that we do a Harry Potter episode. So that's coming probably with that beat, but not certain.
2: Well, you need to see uh, Fantastic Beasts first. I mean, I actually, you don't. You? Oh, you did finally?
1: Yeah, I watched it because I was only halfway through it when we did that episode. That's I watched right. it after we stopped recording. I watched the rest of it that night. So yeah, I've seen it. I'm caught up.
2: Okay. Well, well we'll talk about it um i I don't know if I should re-watch the movies I think I know enough of the lore and the we really
1: we are if deb does it with me and her and I've been talking about it a lot we're going to we're gonna do like a marathon and try to get through as if not all of them as many of them as we can and especially fantastic beasts like we both feel like we need to see that again so
2: I need to see that I need to see that another time because I always saw it the one time and I was not I didn't love it. I, I I was very kind of like, nah, it's okay. Well, I'm I, more interested in the next one. Yeah, I agree. About I a agree. Young and Dumbledore it, and a young in the wall That's that's what I'm interested in. But I it could was give nice. Rest of the thought.
1: It was nice to see the American twist on some of the European or English stuff, like the fact that they don't yeah. call it the Mystery Magic and things like that. Anyway, let's save that for the Harry Potter episode. But it throws
2: but- me off at the same time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right.
1: Hey, everybody, CJ here with a few thank yous and to will let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Go to iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show or Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in podaskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at podaskew.com. Rico is at Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at PR. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash RicosRants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the entire Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone who listens to the show. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Yay, Rico. I got nothing, man.